Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, government under pressure over RAF drone killings, Harvardshire man's refugee aid warning and Tring School criticised over short skirt policy. BBC Three Counties Radio. The government's facing calls to give more details of the circumstances surrounding the killing of two British men in an RAF drone strike in Syria last month. The Prime Minister told Parliament yesterday that one of the men had been actively plotting attacks in Britain after joining Islamic State militants. Labour says ministers should publish the legal advice on which the decision was made. Meanwhile, a Watford man who's just returned from Calais where he delivered British donations to refugees is warning others against doing the same. Mike Jackson said his car was surrounded by refugees. More from Nicola Hazler. Since the photos of three-year-old Ireland Kurdi appeared in the press, donations for the refugees have increased dramatically. Many British people have driven to Calais to take carloads of clothing and supplies, but the charities there say the disorganised way that aid is arriving is causing chaos and leading to refugees fighting over the donations. Mike Jackson and his family who went to Cali on Friday said it dehumanises the migrants and that the most needy aren't getting the donations. David Cameron has suffered his first Commons defeat since the general election victory in May. Nearly 40 Tory MPs rebelled against an attempt to relax the rules on what ministers and civil servants can say and do during the forthcoming referendum campaign on Europe. The rebels included Buckinghamshire's Steve Baker and Cheryl Gillan, Hertfordshire MPs Anne Main and Stephen McPartland and Bedfordshire's Nadine Dorries. But the Europe Minister and Aylesbury MP David Liddington insisted the proposed changes were fair. I believe that the package is balanced, it is fair and will assure a a referendum that is fair and seen by all sides to be fair and in which the whole country can have confidence. Three people were injured in a two-car collision which closed the A5 in Milton Keynes yesterday evening. The emergency services, including an air ambulance, were called just before 6pm to the southbound carriageway between Stacey Bushes and central Milton Keynes. One injured man had to be cut free by firefighters. Another man and a woman were also hurt. Parents say a Hertfordshire school has gone the wrong way about enforcing its uniform policy after it sent home more than 100 girls because their skirts were too short. But Tring School has defended its decision. Jessica Cooper reports. One parent told us their daughter was sent home with no work to do and told not to return until her uniform was sorted. Another said the school had gone too far. Tring School says parents were told incorrectly dressed students would have to improve their uniform before attending lessons. Shops who supply the skirts say they're now running out of stock and in future they'll be talking to suppliers to make longer skirts. In sport, Andy Murray is out of the US Open after losing in four sets to South Africa's Kevin Anderson. The weather dry with sunny spells, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Playing. Playing. It's playing. Oh, is it? Oh, hang on a minute. Now it's playing. Oh, blimey. It's playing.
Now, a wave of goodwill towards refugees camping in Calais, Turkey and Syrian borders has led to appeal after appeal for donations here in the three counties. Now, while the wrangling over how to deal with the situation continues in Westminster, small charities and private individuals have been loading up lorries and heading across the channel. But the word coming from those coordinating aid efforts in Calais is they might be doing more harm than good. Tifa Givian is from uh, from Luton, has organised a convoy which will leave for Calais in the next couple of days. Morning, Tifa. What, why are you doing this? Um, morning. Um, I mean, we're trying to do our part. We feel like this is our responsibility. This is something that we need to give back. We've got the support of all the Luton communities, so really we're going to represent them there. I bet you've not got the support of all the Luton communities. No, 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 absolutely not. Yeah. Um, no, we're really focusing on the positive more than anything. And um, to be honest with you, Luton and all the surrounding areas, we've had overwhelming support. We've had people from all sorts of different backgrounds, from all different walks of life, coming along and helping us whenever they can. So what are you doing exactly? OK, so um, we're in touch with the camp um, at the moment, um, with the charities that are working over there. You are absolutely right. They are really, really overwhelmed. Um, what we're actually doing, we're taking some of the essentials that can't actually be donated. So some hygiene material, we've got some things for uh, some of the women out there, you know, soaps, toothbrush, toothpaste. These are some of the things we've purchased so we can take. Um, it's not taking a lot of space for us to take these things. And again, we have asked permission for the camps, uh, sorry, the charity at the camps. So we're, we're not just kind of heading there. I know a lot of people are doing that because they're so desperate to help. But I do really want to urge people to get in touch with the people actually out there. So how does it work then? You get all this stuff. What, do you load it up in the back of a van and just drive to Calais? Yeah, yeah, that's Gosh. quite good yeah. And then, and then so you, you, you're speaking... I, I, no, I don't know how these camps work. Is there kind of like someone who is in charge of the camp or are, are there various charities that are assigned to these camps? How does it work? Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty much how it's working. There's a number of charities on the camp right now. Um, they're taking on different roles. There's specific charities um, giving out just food. There's uh, certain charities that are giving out um, clothing. Uh, the warehouses are uh, kind of uh, full at the moment, which is why they're asking um, people not to bring aid and kind of leave it there right. they don't have enough volunteers to be handing these out and distributing and obviously it's causing a chaos and uh some people have said that you might not you specifically but people going yeah. over there and helping might be doing more harm than good what do you say to that um i've actually been in touch with a few people who have been out there and who are actually currently at the Calais refugee camp the reason that they're, they're telling people this, now we experienced this a little bit uh, during our fundraiser. Uh, we had asked people to come down and bring a certain amount of things. People were really, really kind. They were bringing vanfuls and truckfuls. And what they didn't realise is once they dropped it off, we had to move that to another point and we just didn't have enough volunteers. Mm. So really, we kind of got a taste of what they've got at the camp. People are being so kind, bringing everything down. But then it's a matter of what we're going to do with all these donations afterwards. So really, organisation is really important. Communication is absolutely vital. I mean, I know people are really, really keen to go as soon as possible. But guys, please don't make your journeys down unless you've actually spoken to the charities. These are the people actually out there. These are the people who've been putting their time in. Uh, get a confirmation with them before you, you head down there. Atifa, uh, so when are, you, when are you going to Calais? We are leaving Thursday midnight. 
so that we can catch the first ferry um, on Friday. It yeah. should be around uh, four o'clock. So um, everybody's kind of napping, resting during the day, so uh, we can leave around midnight. Right. We should be able to get there about seven o'clock in the morning on Friday. Well, listen, I wish you the very best of luck and I hope it goes very Thank well. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Tifa. Okay, Take care. Bye bye.
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's quiet so far this morning. On the M1, though, there are still the roadworks between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable in both directions. It's not causing any delays at the moment, but it could cause some queues later on. In Aylesbury on the A41, there's roadworks at Gatehouseway, which again could cause some delays later on. And in Neasden on the North Circular Road, it's starting to build up between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover westbound towards Wembley. Looking at the train departure boards, the 625 service from Stevenage to London King's Cross has been cancelled. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.16. It's um, Tuesday, the 8th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The government's facing calls to give more details about the killing of two British men in an RAF drone strike in Syria last month. A Watford man who's returned from Calais, where he delivered donations to refugees, is warning others against doing the same. And parents say Tring School has gone the wrong way about enforcing its uniform policy after it sent home more than 100 girls because their skirts were too short. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. So we're now in 1996. The Stone Roses get back together to headline the festival. They end up playing their worst gig of all time. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Warning, you are losing vast days of your life to the after effects of heavy drinking. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. You've been crowned the first ever World Masters champion in the over 80s category for the Scottish Highlander Games. That's right, yeah. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. What a way to open a theatrical hour here on BBC Three Counties Radio. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio.
I do a little uh, early on the the, the prefect, I believe they call it. There we are. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Now on Friday we started getting calls from the parents of girls at Tring School after a hundred girls were sent home for breaking school uniform rules. Yesterday it happened again. I don't know. Why don't you follow the school rules? The problem: the skirts were too short. Um, I don't I don't get this story, Justin. You're not following the school rules, then you're breaking the school rules. Well, the thing is, yesterday I went to go and meet Carolyn Saunders. Uh, she runs a shop in Tring called Alma. Now, this is the, the shop the school recommends that parents buy the skirts from. So what I did, I went into the shop yesterday and I actually tried on one of these skirts which the girls have been sent home for. And why did you do that? Because I wanted to see whether it was knee length or not, okay? No other reasons behind it. I'm about, what, six foot three? Yeah. And uh, people can see the picture on social media. I put the skirt on, and that skirt for me was clearly knee length. So this is why people are so upset, because they're saying that, that they've gone out and that they've bought the correct skirts for their children, and they're being sent home even though the skirts are knee length. That's why people are upset about it. Obviously, some people may be rolling them up, but the skirt that I tried on yesterday on me was definitely knee length. I'm six foot plus. The girls aren't going to be that tall. So I spoke to uh, Carolyn Saunders in the shop yesterday, and this is what happened. Right, purely for research purposes, I've just tried on the longest skirt that you've got. Now, that is a 22-inch skirt. That's correct, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, our listeners can see the picture on social media. Um, that, to me, was knee length, and I'm around six foot three, six foot four. So, so what is a knee length skirt? Um, I believe the school are looking for the skirt to come halfway down the kneecap so that it is below the top of the knee rather than touching. The school recommends to parents that they buy their uniform from this shop. Now, what would you say to anybody who says, well, they've all been sent home because you've given the wrong skirts. This is your fault. The majority of skirts that have been sent home for weren't purchased from us. Mm. They were purchased elsewhere. The skirts purchased from us were the touching the top of the kneecap that have been sent home. And this is the thing. A parent could come into the shop and their child might not even be here. That's right. We have sold quite a few skirts where the child hasn't actually tried them on in front of us. So how many have actually been returned here uh, since last week then? We've had approximately 15 of our skirts returned and we have sold um, around 400 skirts in total. 400? Yes. Have you had quite a lot of parents in here who have been very angry about what's been going on? Because they've been phoning us very angry. They must have been in your shop also very angry about what's been happening. Um, the parents that have been in here have been OK with us because mm. they understand it's not our fault mm. and that we are doing everything we can to help them find the correct skirt. Gosh. I really think this is not a story at all. I just don't think this is a story. Got, people broke school rules, they got sent home. Yeah, but have they, though? That's the thing. You know, well, if, yeah, if, obviously they have. They, obviously but, but, they have. But if the school are saying, go to the shop to buy the school uniform, and that's what they've well, done... Well, you double-check it. You double-check it. I just don't think this is a story. I just don't think this is a story at all. OK, boss. All right, just cheers. Thank you very much indeed. I just think, you know, you follow the school rules. Simple as that, isn't it?
BBC Three Counties Radio.
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, the exit slip road at Junction 20 for King Sangley has been partially blocked because of a car fire. That's causing queues back to Junction 21 for the M1. In Neeston on the North Circular Road, there are delays westbound between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover towards Wembley. And in Welling Garden City on Hartford Road, there's a lane closed there for roadworks between the A1M and Hartford Road, so that could cause some delays. And it's not looking too bad at the moment, though. On the train departure boards, the 641 service from Stevenage to London King's Cross is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The government's facing calls to give more details of the circumstances surrounding the killing of two British men in an RAF drone strike in Syria last month. Labour says ministers should publish the legal advice on which the decision was made. Meanwhile, a Watford man who's just returned from Calais, where he delivered British donations to refugees, is warning others against doing the same. Three people were injured in a two-car collision which closed the A5 in Milton Keynes yesterday evening. And parents say a Hertfordshire school has gone the wrong way about enforcing its uniform policy after it sent home more than 100 girls because their skirts were too short. But Tring School has defended its decision. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Andy Murray has suffered his earliest Grand Slam exit for five years, losing his fourth-round tie at the US Open in four sets against South Africa's 15th seed, Kevin Anderson. Obviously managed to get the third set, and then the beginning of the fourth set, obviously when you, you win a you know, set like that, obviously the beginning of the, the next set is, is very important. I had an opportunity in his first service game, didn't manage to get it, and then um, he served very well after that. In the women's singles, the British number two, Johanna Konta, lost in straight sets to the Czech player Petra Kvitova. Victory for the Republic of Ireland, a draw for Northern Ireland and defeat for Scotland in last night's European Championship qualifiers. The Republic stay in contention for a playoff place after beating Georgia 1-0. Northern Ireland scored a stoppage time equaliser to draw one all at home to Hungary. Two points from their final two games will seal qualification. And Watford to Kecianya was a second-half substitute as Scotland lost 3-2 at home to Germany. Scotland need to take at least four points from their last two games to have any chance of a playoff place. Here's manager Gordon Strachan. We play like that, shame determination, with a wee bit of luck. When you play the world champ, you need a wee bit of luck. You don't need deflections coming off somebody's foot creeping the back of the net. And they might have thought to themselves, we've not got any luck tonight, but they went through that pain barrier. So we're still in this. Tonight, England, who have already qualified, host Switzerland at Wembley. Watford midfielder Valon Barami is set to feature for the visitors. The Wales fullback Lee Halfpenny is out of the Rugby World Cup after rupturing knee ligaments during Saturday's win over Italy. And England's cricketers face Australia in the third one-day international at Old Trafford today. Australia lead the five-match series 2-0. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at seven. Now you might sigh and 
you might own and sweat about the skin and bone. Yeah, but you just smile and read the Rolling Stone while he continued singing. Oh, yeah, now listen to it singing. No, 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 don't sing this song. So we are, uh, went to Legoland yesterday. Jesus, that's expensive. And uh, th- his name was uh, called out many, many times during the day. Flippin' heck, it's expensive. We had two free tickets, um, and it was me and my eldest and my youngest, the two children. And uh, th- for the three-year-old, it's £45. Is that a reduced thing? For a three-year-old, that, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, the fact they're charging three-year-olds in the first place. A ticket for a three-year-old. Well, there are mainly three-year-olds there, so that's that's where the money is, isn't it? So, so I've got the, just ticket through forty-five. Sorry, would you like a parking ticket as well? Well, yeah, I've parked. Well, that'd be another five. It's fifty pounds. I hadn't even got in, and I had two free tickets, and I'd spent fifty quid. But you could build a Lego land out of Lego. For that, 
For less than that. Probably. No, do you know how expensive Lego is? Well expensive. Is it's it? not for kids. Yeah, it's, it's, not for kids. it's well expensive. My boy, my boy uh, is obsessed with this. Utter, I hate Lego. I hate it with a passion. I, I think it's um, it's sinful. And uh, but uh, I beat the system. We took a packed lunch. Boom. Re- remember this time, and we took. Daddy, can we have a hot dog? No, <gasps> you can have a sandwich from Tesco's. Have you, Kelly's? Yeah, no, I've just literally just googled how much is Lego. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, the good sets. It's expensive, isn't it? You want to get a poxy little set that's got like um, a ninja man in it and a like a you know a bike. That's eleven pounds. Yeah. That's eleven pounds. Outrageous. And it's made out of like six bricks. It's a scandal. And how do they make it appeal to girls? Do the same, but pink. Well, what this is stickle the, the, brick. Well, do you remember stickle bricks? Yes. Yeah. Uh, We're not doing that phoning. No, I'm just saying how much a stickle. We're brick? doing the stickle brick. How much are the stickle bricks? How much oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double five, five, double five. Um, my youngest is obsessed with Lego Friends, which is um, is traditionally associated with girls. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad he is because I don't see gender differentiation in uh, toys. But it is a girl's toy. Because they come with pink bricks and puppies. And they're girls. And, <laughs> and it's boring. Just Lego's boring. And we went and looked at, like, um, there's a Star Wars Lego thing. So two of my least favourite things. It's Star Wars and it's Lego in one dark migraine-inducing cavern that you have to wander through. And there are lights flashing and it's just, oh, for God's sakes, can you stop? And why we went yesterday because I thought, right, well, look, all the kids will be back at school. No. No, none of the kids were back at school. They were all at Legoland yet. If you think your kids were at school yesterday, check their pockets <laughs> for stray bits of Lego because that, they were at Legoland. It was horrible. It was busy and it was packed and it was horrible. And the Lego... There's actually... there's Because when I was... I remember when it was Windsor Safari Park, my sister broke her thumb there on a bench. I remember it very well. And there was a big... I remember there being a bear. That's all I remember. My um, wife used to... Uh, uh, her parents... Uh, house used to still does backs onto Legoland and used to back onto Windsor Safari Park, and um, she would have the giraffes looking over her garden, looking over into her, into her garden. And one day at school, when she was young, they had to write about you know your pets, and she wrote, "Oh, we've got two giraffes," and she got in really really big trouble. Thank you, Justin. The papers Why? have arrived. She got in really big trouble for saying that you, you've not got giraffes as pets because you know we've got giraffes in the back garden. Did she say Are you having a giraffe? No. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah, it would have been words. It would have been the words. You can go through the papers, Cass, too. You can find it. They've just arrived. No, yeah. no thanks to the paper delivery service. I use the term paper delivery service. Uh, <laughs> ironically. Ironically, because there ain't no delivering, like an S-club delivering. <laughs> Not even that. Um, so it was expensive. I was, do you know I was there for five and a half hours? Five and a half hours. I was sh- sh- shattered. Went straight home. Yeah, it was straight home. But the boys in the car, we drove and five and a half hours of Lego Land madness. And they've been before, right? Oh yeah, they we went and saw What's the What's to see again? We went and saw the pirate show. You make me mad. I want my body. Uh, two of the lines from the pirate show. I How do I know it so well cuz I've seen it a million flipping times. <laughs> and the pirate show's brilliant, right? It's on it's like in water and there's a lighthouse and stuff and they like have a pirate fights and they do stunts and stuff and it's brilliant. But I've seen it a million times. And they're like, can we go see the pirates? Oh. And we got there late, so I had to hold them both. I'm holding this, you know, and they're massive. So one is on the shoulders, one is in the arms. I want my mummy. You make me mad. Oh, <laughs> so boring. But um, anyway, so uh, it's, uh, uh, it was exhausting and expensive. And uh, I don't even like rides. Since going on a ferry in Greece, I think I've um, dislodged my Shatner's bassoon, which is the part of the brain that, um, that affects balance. 
because since going on this ferry, and I think it's called Shatner's Bassoon, since going on the ferry... Is that not an album? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a prog rock group. Since going on the ferry, I can't go on anything without feeling um, uh, seasick. And we went on, like, this really gentle boat ride through, like, fairy stories. I don't know how Legoland have got the rights to some of those Disney characters. But we went through... Um, and I was there feeling awful, feeling absolutely crazy. We went on a little on the on the Duplo train. The Duplo train is for toddlers, and we went on that. And I felt we only went round twice. And I thought flipping out. I feel too much, too much. And some of those you? people that work there, guys, you know, fair play. You have, well, I know all about a girl called Alice who works there, and how she's facing disciplinary action. Really? Because two of the people, uh, two of the staff members in front of me at said ride were being very indiscreet with their conversations about Alice. What's she done? Well, I, you know, I don't know what she's done, but she either needs to admit that she's done it or, or, or just style it out. <laughs> <laughs> two ways of approaching That's, this one. <laughs> those are the two, two techniques that are being put forward by... Um... Anyway, so we found a new song, OK? The boys and I have got a new song, and it's brilliant. You know this song. It's brilliant. But when you've had it... The, the thing with kids is you, you hear a song... Can yeah. we hear it again? Can we hear it again? Can we hear it again? When you've heard it a thousand times, and now this is the this is the song. If I get a phone call later on from my boys, they'll phone up, they'll sing this, and then they'll hang up. Right? <laughs> How do you know it's them? <laughs> it's no, it's a really good song. But they're ruining it. Well, it is actually quite an irritating song anyway. Oh. It, but it, I mean, it's irritating, but it's brilliant. But just imagine two boys singing this all flipping day. Anonymously, so they leave no trail. Never thought I'd have an admirer from overseas. But someone is sending me stationery filled with chimpanzees. Some chimps in swimsuits, some chimps are swinging from a vine, some chimps in jack boots, some chimps that wish they could be my Sarsky and Hutch chimps. A chimp who's sitting on the can, a pair of Dutch chimps who send their love from Amsterdam. Another bus Sending me, maybe she's sending me just to see me get irate. I'm losing sleep and it's dirty, keep me up all night. I thought it was funny, but now I got money on a monkey fight. Some chimps in hard hats, chimps are working on a chain gang. Some chimps who love cats, burning rubber in a Mustang. A birthday wishing chimp, a chimp in black like a goth, a going fishing chimp, a British chimp in the bar. Another postcard. Everyone is, everyone is addressed to me. Everyone is, 
Imagine this 68... I mean, it's great. It killed the bare-naked lady's career. Um, they told me that themselves, but... 68 times on a loop. Sweet Lord. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M25 anti-clockwise approaching Junction 20 for Kings Langley from Junction 21 for the M1. That's because the exit slip road has been partially blocked at Junction 20 for the A41 and that's by a car fire. On the North Circular Road there are queues between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover towards Wembley. And in St Albans looking at the speed sensors it's looking a little bit slow where the road works are. The North Orbital Road has a lane closed between Watling Street at the Park Street roundabout and London Road at the London Coney roundabout. It's also looking a bit busy on Victoria Street in both directions. And in Hitchin, Fish Ponds Road is still closed in both directions between Bedford Road and Burton Avenue, which might cause some delays in and around Hitchin later on. On the train departure board, so there's no problem at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.47, it's uh, Tuesday the 8th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The government's facing calls to give more details about the killing of two British men in an RAF drone strike in Syria last month. A Watford man who's just returned from Calais where he delivered donations to refugees is warning others against doing the same. And parents say Tring School has gone the wrong way about enforcing its uniform policy after it sent home more than 100 girls because their skirts were too short. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We have a bit of cloud around at least at first this morning, but gradually it should start to thin and break and we'll see some spells of sunshine. A similar day to yesterday, really, with a maximum temperature of around 18 Celsius if we get the sunshine for long enough. Overnight tonight, again cloudy, one or two breaks in it, minimum temperature 10 Celsius. And for tomorrow, we pick up an easterly flow. So this drier air coming from the continent breaks up the cloud a little further. So it is going to feel warmer and we're going to get some more sunshine. 19 Celsius maximum for Wednesday and that's your forecast. Every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? Have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they're thing to do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze? The JVS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Waited and the receipt came out, but the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Liam. Good morning, Ian. I just don't get the point of Lego, Liam. <laughs> well, well, I, I can't comment on that. You can comment on Lego. Or do, uh, why are you an, are you an heir to the uh, Lego legacy? The Lego, C- oh. Oh. Well, the Lego C. Um, 
I didn't have labels, so um, they, some of my friends had You it. never had it? No, I had a mechanical set. Uh, you, you, uh, I see, you were, you were proper um, building and not, not pretend building. <laughs> good for you, good for you! Liam, you've called in about this um, uh, skirt story that everybody is frothing about here, and I kind of think, uh... well, I, th- I think first of all, you're quite right when you say that you know the school rules are the school rules, but I can't remember anything like that in the 1960s where, when I was. And look school. how the 70s turned out. Well, yes, um, but, uh, uh, I think, as I said in the text that I sent earlier. Uh, it might have helped the boys concentrate a bit more. Oh, yeah, there's there's loads of reasons for it. And part of it is that... Um, how old are these kids at Tring School? What is it? Well, I think they're sort of 13 or whatever. Right, they? yeah. 13-year-old boys have uh, have got uh, uh, one thing on their mind, and it's primarily... Well, let's say 14, 15, you know, maybe not quite 13. It's, and it's girls. It's girls, girls, girls. So yeah, that's one of the matter, reasons. It doesn't matter what they're wearing, does it? If they're yeah. wearing trousers, they'll be looking at the shape of their bottoms. Yeah, but say, shorts, are we, Who are we dressing for? Well, yeah, but short skirts would, 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 be, would be distracting for a 14-year-old boy. Trust oh, well, me, I was one. They need to get over it. Um, but it's just... I just don't think... It just, it's, a, it's the school rule. They broke the school rule. Bye! Go, yeah, come I, back I, when you fit when you've done the school rule. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone at three counties going, oh, there's a school. It's got oh, it's exciting because they they got sent home. Well, they broke the school rules. Next. No, I thought the point of the story was that it was from one particular shop and it was the standard issue, but it's not even that. No. Oh well. The interesting to know if it's a, a policy, a council policy, or uh, just it'll be a school. school. It'll be a school, school policy. Yeah. I remember the I remember the Liam, in the eighties when the girls. I think inspired by uh, Grange Hill, um, w- w- fought long and hard to be allowed to wear trousers in school. They weren't allowed to wear trousers. Yeah, I can't remember what it was in the 60s. Uh, I think the, the rules were relaxed towards uh, holidays. Well, was, I think, Liam, we all know the rules, the, all of the rules, <laughs> all of social uh, society's rules were very relaxed in the 1960s. Um, I wonder how many people actually took LSD in the 1960s. I think it was about 18. I think it was about 18 people, because it was swinging 60s. I bet it was really boring. They still had outside toilets. Mm-hmm. Outside toilets were the norm in the swing. There's nothing swinging about having a dump in a dunny outside. Also, you look at all these sex symbols, you know they were having a bath once a week, if that. Yeah. They stank. Oh, disgusting. I hate the Men 60s. didn't wear deodorant, because that was for girls. Let's let's abolish the... Uh, stinking 60s. Let's abolish the stinking 60s. Let's do the... the, the yes. I've got a really annoying story in the paper. Heavily but, pregnant, and not because of the so reason... So Roberto's done this think, story. Jonathan's what? done this story about the short skirt. I let's, just, let's not do it, then. Let's, well, let's, let's speak to the headmistress. And let's, say, what's all this bother let, you're getting? Let's pat her on the back, let's congratulate her and say, well done you for upholding standards. I, I mean, honestly, I don't... I, I, Right, yeah, let's do that. All right, we'll do that. Heavily pregnant woman was left in agony after standing for 30 minutes on a train despite having reserved a seat, says the son. Oh. Screams the son. Oh. Mary Claire Doolan, 29, said a man occupied the place and laughed in her face when oh. she asked him to move. Nasty. Yeah. You ask him to move. Then it says Mary Claire, who's 34 weeks pregnant. So Mary quite... Claire? That's a magazine. I know. Well, it's Mary with an ha- MH. That's Mary, isn't it? Or is it Mary? That's Mari. Mari. Marie Claire, so a posh magazine. Marie Claire, who's Marie 34 Claire. weeks pregnant, was travelling from Birmingham to Manchester. She said, I told the man I had my seat booked. I showed him my ticket. He looked at it and just laughed and turned away. Now, this is the thing that's annoying. Yeah, here we go, here we go. Ma- Mary Claire, was, Marie reluctant, Claire. Was, was reluctant to make a scene as the man was with her pal. So she didn't say anything. Oh, she's... My back ached, and, and then she moaned. Here we go. And then she said, a seat eventually came free. 
So she so didn't she say anything and she got another seat, but it's become Why a pe- didn't she go and speak to a member of staff? Why, this this is what Cross Country Rail have said, right? Yeah. Uh, they said she should why have contacted the train to, manager. Why did she not speak to someone on the train who worked there and instead she spoke to the, I don't know, the Sun newspaper? Yeah, and she's done a glum face. Let's have a look. You might have seen it yesterday. Chancer. Chancer. So she got slighted and instead of taking it to the relevant authority or maybe just telling the bloke to move... She's, she's, she holding, to she's holding the ticket. She's yeah, she got, is, got and she's a got a great bit. I mean, you can't see, but she's, you know, she's quite um, far along there. Cross but, Cross Country Rail said she should have contacted the train manager. Yeah. Well, she again, not a story. Either moan to the right person or don't moan at all. I'm debating. Oh, let's um, let's have this. You hate this song. If it works, it might not work. Because of my special powers. Do you know this one? You know this one. It's not at all predatory. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, that... Do you know that song? Kelly's on the We phone. had Stranger Danger songs when I was a kid. My kids are getting played that. What? I don't... I think... The, the thing is, because he's got he's famous for driving yeah, a car. Then he starts getting angry. This is a thing. Jump in my car. And, of course, you know what upset the geeks on the internet? In the video, he's driving a right-handed kit. Uh, I don't think so. But towards the end, he gets quite insistent, doesn't he? Pick a number between... Um, uh, pick a number between tw- uh, 19 and 56. Uh, 38. Let's have a little look. Oh, uh, you know what? This will do. Woman. I love a bit of Peter and Gordon. Got a love bit of Peter. Written by, written by, written by Kelly Betts. Written by Kelly Betts. Carol, well done. Carol King. Paul McCartney, I believe. Oh. I might be wrong though. I think he wrote it under um, a pseudonym. I might, I might be. 
Well, it's kind of his brother-in-law, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, it, almost, almost. And then he cheated on um, Jane with... Um, an array. An array of um, beautiful and not quite so beautiful women. Steve's in Luton. Morning, Stephen. Morning. What you got for us, boss? Is it your usual bigotry? Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> the world's not an angry enough place, is it, Steve? <laughs> Let's make it a little bit more twisted. No, it's not angry. It's not twisted. It's common sense and logical. And how common you sense, say, common how, sense and rest. And that's the danger. How I say it and how you take it is completely up to you. I'm yeah. not taking anything from you, buddy. I'm not taking anything from you. Anyway, we don't want the Syrian refugees here. We've got enough people here anyway. Thanks for calling Steve. There's Steve with a, a heart of... Well, you don't want them, but I, I do. No, we don't want them. No, 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 Steve. Steve, you said common Nobody sense. Does. Steve, you no, you, you, you're wrong. I want them, so you're, you're 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 wrong there. Well, you, you don't. Well, you go you go back to Syria, sell your house up, and go to Syria and go no, and house in Syria. No, no, we no, don't want them here. No, because the reason. Do you know why they li- you know why they're leaving Syria, don't you? Yes, I, I know. At the end, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not completely honest. If I was in a position to help someone and whatever, then I would. With but a, you are. Reason, but we're full up. You, you, no, we're not, we're Steve. We're fed up with it. We're Steve. fed up with all the other foreigners. No, Steve, 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 I'm yes, going to I'm going to say it. You're a horrible, nasty racist, no, and I don't want... I don't want... I've racist. enjoyed... I have, mate, because what you just said then is racist. I've enjoyed... I've enjoyed... No, no, Steve, you're not. You're being horrible and racist, and I've put up... Stephen! Stephen, I've put up... I've put up... I've put up with your badinage, and I've enjoyed it, and it's it's sprung forth from great calls. I don't want you calling anymore. The world's too grim, and I don't want to hear your poison. All right, Steve. Ta-ta. Thanks very much. I don't need that nonsense anymore, really. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there's been an accident anti-clockwise at Junction 20 for King Zangli. It's partially blocked, sorry, a car fire has partially blocked the exit slip road there and it's causing queues now from Junction 22 for St Albans and emergency services there which are blocking the start of the exit slip road. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow from Junction 10 for Luton towards 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And in Hatfield on the Great North Road, there's roadworks going on at St Albans Road East, so that could cause some delays, but it's looking okay at the moment. And in High Wycombe on the A40, there's roadworks going on between Bradden Road and Chorley Road, which could also cause some delays, but it's looking quiet so far this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Now, just to... I don't mind if you want to phone up and say you don't want the Syrian refugees here. I don't mind that at all. What I do mind is is um, is lies. And he said that none of us want them. Well, that's not true. And, and sloppy racism. If you can form a better argument, you're more than welcome to tell me why you don't want them here. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bucks MP backing government over drone killings, Watford man's refugee warning and Hertfordshire school defending short skirt policy. BBC Three Counties Radio. The government's facing calls to give more details of the circumstances surrounding the killing of two British men in an RAF drone strike in Syria last month. The Prime Minister told Parliament yesterday that one of the men had been actively plotting attacks in Britain after joining Islamic State militants. Labour says ministers should publish the 
the legal advice on which the decision was made. The former Attorney General and Beaconsfield MP Dominic Grieve is backing David Cameron. Attorney General was present in the chamber when the Prime Minister was speaking. It would be a bit difficult for the Attorney to be there if he thought the Prime Minister was misleading Parliament on that issue. So uh, my view is that the Attorney would have had ample opportunity to look at the uh, background intelligence to understand the issues involved and to provide the legal advice. Meanwhile, a Watford man who has just returned from Calais, where he delivered British donations to refugees, is warning others against doing the same. Mike Jackson said his car was surrounded by refugees. More from Nicola Hazler. Since the photos of three-year-old Ireland Kurdi appeared in the press, donations for the refugees have increased dramatically. Many British people have driven to Calais to take carloads of clothing and supplies. But the charities there say the disorganised way that aid is arriving is causing chaos and leading to refugees fighting over the donations. Mike Jackson and his family who went to Cali on Friday said it dehumanises the migrants and that the most needy aren't getting the donations. A government plan to change the campaign rules for the EU referendum has been rejected in the Commons after a rebellion by 37 Conservative MPs. They voted down an attempt to relax the restrictions on what ministers and civil servants can say and do during the forthcoming referendum. The rebels included Buckinghamshire's Steve Baker and Cheryl Gillan, Hertfordshire MPs Anne Main and Stephen McPartland and Bedfordshire's Nadine Dorries. Three people were injured in a two-car collision which closed the A5 in Milton Keynes yesterday evening. The emergency services, including an air ambulance, were called just before 6pm to the southbound carriageway between Stacey Bushes and central Milton Keynes. One injured man had to be cut free by firefighters. Another man and a woman were also hurt. Parents say a Hertfordshire school has gone the wrong way about enforcing its uniform policy after it sent home more than 100 girls because their skirts were too short. But Tring School has defended its decision. More from Jessica Cooper. One parent told us their daughter was sent home with no work to do and told not to return until her uniform was sorted. Another said the school had gone too far. Tring School says parents were told incorrectly dressed students would have to improve their uniform before attending lessons. Shops who supply the skirts say they're now running out of stock and in future they'll be talking to suppliers to make longer skirts. In sport, Andy Murray is out of the US Open after losing in four sets to South Africa's Kevin Anderson. The weather dry with sunny spells, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Honestly, if you want to phone up <clears throat> and uh, tell us uh, um, why we you don't want to take refugees, I've got no problem with that. I've got no problem with hearing the contrary argument at, at all, at all. I'm keen to hear it. But I just, just, just uh, when your you, your opening statement is a lie, and it's just nasty, snarky racism, I'm not interested in that. If you can phone up. And on an intellectual level, tell me why we shouldn't take the refugees. Boom, you're on, man. You're on. 03459 555. For example, this one doesn't make sense. Ian says, your argument doesn't stack up. If it does, why haven't we taken in all the poor African people that are dying of hunger? It's not. No, 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 no. These people are refugees. And boy, have you seen... Isn't it interesting? Yesterday, David Cameron, we're going to take 20,000 refugees. Everyone went, oh, all right. Oh, fair play. 
And then the caveats start to come out. Have you heard the caveats? 20,000 refugees over f- the next five years. Oh, over the next five years. Okay, right, so... Immediate prop over the next five years. Uh, 4,000 years. Oh, okay. Oh, and they won't be given refugee status. Oh, okay. It's the temporary visa. I, I see, right. Okay. Nice work, David. Have Suddenly. You heard the one about the kids, because everyone cares about the kids, don't they? Yep. When they're 18, they get sent home. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. We don't want them over here. We're full up. Give them a spare room in your house. Go over there and help them. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Listen, listen. We're not Julia Hartley Brewer. We're not a phone in on LBC. You guys can do... We're the the BBC, for crying out loud. You guys can do better than them. Huh? Seriously, I've got no problem with hearing the argument as to why we shouldn't take refugees. I've no problem. But it's got to be better than... In fact, can we get the bell? Can you go... My bell, my... It's either... um, I don't know where my key is. I think the key's in my jacket out there. Get the cliché bell. Because we don't want... The country's full... Give them your spare room. We don't want them here. Don't want those. You can. You guys can do better than that. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three you Counties guys. Radio. Oh, three, here it comes. Here comes the uh, the cliche bell. And there we go. And boy, oh boy. Thank You're you very much. You're using that today. There we go. We don't want them here. We're full. Put them in your spare room. Don't. <laughs> we go <laughs> okay this is the challenge and it's a challenge okay and i really normally i'd say phone up everyone phone up now immediately no you need go and have a cup of tea a cup of coffee slice of toast maybe a fag have a think about what you're going to say have a think about what you're going to say in your argument against having the refugees here because I, I want I want something intellectual, OK? Feel the emotion. Feel the knee jerk. I don't want foreigners here. Feel all that. That's great. That's fine. Then put that to one side and let's have an into, intellectual conversation. Dennis is in Dunsmore. Morning, Dennis. Good morning. What you got for us, boss? I'm fascinated by how the, com- the, go- the government's going to get these people from Syria. It's a hell of a long way. How are they going to go fly them out? Are they going to get a boat? Go- we haven't got a sea contact with them. You know, so it'll be, it'll be a- I can tell you. Yeah, go on. It'll be aeroplanes. Will it? I hope so. Wait, wait 4,000... I know he says he's not a lot of money. I think it's 4,000 a year, isn't 4, it? 4,000 a year, years. yes, over, over the next five years. And boy, oh boy, let's let's hope that some of those people make it for five years, huh? Because no, you know they're getting bombed the other, and stuff. The other, the other thing I'm fascinated by, how did they pick these two men out by bombing? I mean, how did they know oh. where they were? Oh, now, you, now, oh, now you're talking there. about the fellas that got done by the, the, the drones. I've got no yeah. idea. How the hell could they spot them? I, it, it, isn't the world a mystery? I don't know. They must have had like a really good camera. What yeah. are your thoughts on that? Because I've not yet processed the, I, uh, I, the, the drone please. strike. No, I just can't say how they do it. Do you, good, good, knee-jerk reaction, good or bad, that it happened? Oh, good, very good. The only trouble is, of course, if they can do that with them, what's to stop the police in this country sorting out people that way, sending a drone up and looking for them? And Dennis, saying, thank you. We can talk about the drone as well. I've not made my mind up on the drone. Uh, it, it, um, I, I guess, I, you know, two dodgepots that were going to blow us up, good. Although the government has lied about... Um, well, that's me um, ringing my own cliche about The government has lied to us before about reasons for attacking people. Um, but it sets a precedent. It sets a precedent... 
03459455555, please, is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, uh, the stories and the pictures uh, we've been seeing of the family stuck in the refugee camps across Europe have led to a wave of charitable donations being taken across the Channel. But a Watford man who's uh, just got back from Calais says uh, well, maybe we need to think again. Mike Jackson was part of an aid convoy known to the uh, convoy to the camp known as the Jungle. Morning, Mike. You went on Friday. What happened? Oh, good morning, Ian. Well, um, we went on Friday. We took uh, two carloads. Actually, it was my daughter had a carload and myself and my partner uh, had a carload of uh, basically tent, sleeping bags, uh, warm clothes and shoes that we'd collected over the previous two weeks. We did, got, we did this from a standing start right. uh, two weeks earlier because we'd been watching the TV uh, images of the poor suffering refugees. And there's a refugee camp only 140 miles from Watford in Calais. So we thought we ought to go and do something. So we, we took them over there. Uh, we did a day trip uh, on the ferry. Um, and we contacted the refugee agencies and delivered um, the stuff that we had. We've also collected about £2,500. Some of it we've already spent on um, providing plastic sheeting for shelters there. Uh, and the rest we're going to donate to the, um, the uh, refugee agencies. How, uh, what did you see when you got there? Well, we saw something resembling, it was almost medieval, I've got to say. I mean, here we are in Calais, which is a modern European town. On the edge of an industrial estate, there's this encampment um, with the most squalid, poor conditions you could imagine. Uh, nobody runs this camp. Uh, it's called the jungle because actually there is no administration. Um, they run it themselves, basically, with the aid of some um, volunteers. But the conditions are very poor. They get um, one meal a day, um, uh, they're not allowed to cook um, in the area. The agencies aren't allowed to cook on the camp because of the fear of fire. Uh, there's a, a, a field hospital in the camp because a lot of people were injured trying to get on trains and, and, um, and lorries. Um, the, the conditions are absolutely terrible. And these are people that have come from war-torn areas such as Eritrea, Sudan, um, I- Iraq, uh, Somalia, etc. And um, they're living in terrible conditions. And uh, all the British government does is to spend £22 million putting a fence up around the port so they can't get in. No, no, Mike, you've got it wrong. Surely you've not heard some of my callers. They're, they're coming over here because they want um, uh, free flats and they want um, to sign on. That's what they're running towards. Not, they're not running from anything. Well, they're running from war, and they're absolutely desperate. You don't come all the way across from the Horn of Africa or from Sudan or or, or from Afghanistan, many of them as well, uh, which is clearly a war-torn area, um, uh, just to get £36 a week in penalty. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael, thank you. In that one sentence, you've just um, said what I've been trying to argue all flipping morning. Good. uh, it, must have been, was it, it must have been quite depressing. I, I make up it would be very depressing to see people living in those conditions. It is, it, it, it's, it's quite a shock, I've got to say. But I, I, wasn't, uh, I knew what to expect, but it was more shocking when I saw it. You can see photographs of the camp on the um, refugee agency website, which is called uh, Le Berge de Migrants, mm. uh, the Calais-based website, um, and you can see the sort of conditions that people are living in. There was, a, there was a heavy rain there two weeks ago, which flooded the camp, so they really do need tents and sleeping bags and blankets now. And, of course, winter's coming on. Um, so the conditions are going to become even more squalid. Uh, I just think that, that, that in, in, in this part of the 21st century, uh, we could be doing something to relieve the conditions in those camps. I mean, there's a big issue which you're talking about, about how many refugees the country should accept. I don't think 20,000 is near enough compared to Germany's going to accept 800,000. But you know, nevertheless, uh, I just think the conditions that they're living in need to be relieved. And I, there's people all over the UK now um, uh, who, are, who are actually collecting for Calais, and they need to do this with the agencies. You, can't, you shouldn't go straight onto the camp yourself. 
because these are desperate people. Not that they'd attack you, but they will grab it because there's no system of distribution. Um, so you need to go through the agencies, and the agencies will uh, organise fair distribution. Did you did you feel in danger when you were there or under threat at all? Well, I felt very um, uh, uneasy because here are some very, very, very poor, desperate people. Who, I mean, people walking around in flip-flops, you know, at the start of winter, um, you know, very poor clothes, um, living in makeshift tents um, with eight toilets for about three thousand people. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, um, it's, it's a terrible place um, to, to, to be to be existing in. I want to say living in. And so yes, I did feel very very uncomfortable uh, when I was there. But I also saw great signs of human life and humanitarianism. There's, there's a lot of English there's English volunteers working in the camp. There's one guy that set up a library there. Um, it, uh, there's another guy, t- some teachers, volunteer teachers who are running a school there for, for to, to teach um, English and French to um, some of the, the, the refugees. So there's, uh, there's doctors in there uh, who are giving their time free to, to, to run a, a makeshift field hospital for some of the people who have been wounded or become ill. So there's real signs of humanity in the camp. Uh, they just need more of it, basically, to help them. And people who are considering going there, uh, Mike, what would you say? Well, I'd say uh, if you've got, uh, there are people there that are going out for a week at a time to volunteer to work and come back if they've got a spare week, they go out there. You can do that through the agencies who desperately need volunteers. Most of the volunteers in, in France come up for the weekend, so they need people that could be there, say, for a week at a time that will volunteer to help on the camps, distribute food, distribute clothes and shoes, um, etc. Also, uh, if you can collect money, you can give it to the refugee organisations. There's no government aid for this, so, so all the money that's going into the camp uh, to buy things, to make these shelters, etc. I mean, we went and spent 400 euros on agricultural plastic sheeting to help them make uh, these shelters, which is, is very valuable to them, uh, given the elements that are out there. So there's lots of things that one can do. You can collect money, you can collect clothes, you can collect shoes particularly, which are needed, and, and, uh, and tents and sleeping packets. Mike, um, well done for having a go. Yeah, well, we'll have a go again as well. well thanks, Ian. Thanks for what you're doing. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. Mike Jackson, he's having a go. He's having a go and trying to make a difference. Well done him. More, more than I'm doing at the moment, if I'm completely honest. Thank you, Mike. 03459 455555. Really happy to take your calls on why you think we shouldn't have the refugees here. But, 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 just to up your game a little bit. We're not some kind of slack, cliche-ridden show uh, that just, just you know, we're not LBC. We're better than that. We're the BBC. So the, the, the knee-jerk, we're full. We don't want them. What about our own? OK, that's fine. Put it to one side. Now come up with an intellectual argument. Um, L says, there are millions now living in this country. You're not, your opinion is not the same as everyone's. I know. I, that's why I was slightly disappointed with Steve, because he thought, I know, my opinion is different. You will find many do not want them. I know. We have a housing crisis. Yeah, I know. Rob spoke to a poor girl living with a daughter in an M1 hotel. Yeah, I spoke to her the other day. Poor ex-serviceman lived in a bin store. Yeah, I know. I, sp- I spoke to the fella. I have a relation, and I don't under—I don't understand what the point is you're making. Yeah, I know that people are living in crappy conditions in this country, right? Let's help them as well. It's—it's it's not. We're going to help. We're going to help the Syrians, or we're going to help our own. It's—they're not mutually. I have a relation in a BNB. Funding cuts for cancer patients. NHS penniless on its knees. Well, that's not true. Benefit cuts. Pensioners struggling. To, yeah. Okay. Well, let's—we—we—we we, we can focus on those as well. We can do all those things. And we can also help some foreigners who are being bombed and watching their kids die. I mean, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
On the M25, they're accused approaching Junction 20 for Kings Langley from Junction 22 for St Albans because of a car fire which blocked the exit slip road earlier. On the anti-clockwise M25 around Junction 16 for the M40 as well, it's looking very busy on the speed sensors. And the M1 southbound is slow from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 7 for Hemel Hempstead. In Hitchin on Fishponds Road, a reminder that that's closed between Bedford Road and Burton Avenue, so it might be extra busy in Hitchin. And in St Albans on the North Orbital Road, there's a lane closed for roadworks between the Park Street roundabouts and the London and Coney roundabout looking at the speed sensors it's looking a little bit slow also looking quite slow on Harpenden Road in both directions but in and out of the town Samantha Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Sammy Blimey, look, it's 7.17, isn't it? It's uh, Tuesday, the 8th of September, I mean, Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The government's facing calls to give more details about the killing of two British men in an RAF drone strike in Syria last month. MPs will hold an emergency debate today on the migrant crisis. The leader of Bucks County Council says councils will need extra money to pay for taking in Syrian refugees. And parents say Tring School has gone the wrong way about enforcing its uniform policy after it sent home more than 100 girls because their skirts were too short. Original British drama on BBC One. I'm the doctor and I save people. It's a trap. Prepare yourself for teleport. Doctor, listen to me. I know traps. This is a trap. I am prepared. Doctor Who starts September 19th on BBC One and BBC One HD. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 455 555. Peter's in Warmer Green. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. What would you like to have a whinge about today, boss? Well, I really was. Uh, if you talk about refugees, for yeah. many, many years this country has taken in refugees, going right back to the 30s and earlier. So, uh, uh, because they've done that, they've always, very nearly always, sent the refugees into poor areas of the country. A form of racism, really. Now, what they should do with this lot is to distribute them fairly. Send them, to, uh, send them to Hampstead and Highgate in the posh places in North wherever. London. But as long as they distribute them fairly, you can lose 10 families in there and you stop building ghettos. And that's what most people who find really, really offensive. They're well, building I, ghettos. I, I don't, that, that, yours is the first argument I've heard about ghettos. I think most people just don't want foreigners over here. They're no, confusing. They're get... confusing. A lot of people, and I think Steve earlier on... Um, and a lot of the people on the text are confusing um, migrants with... Re- Hello? Yeah, I'm here. You sound like the blooming TARDIS taking off, you do. No, They're well, c- I'll breathe through my nose. That's why you hear it. OK, because you, your mouth's so busy whinging. They, <laughs> <laughs> they, they are confusing migrants with refugees. Well, well, and there's a huge difference, isn't there, Well, well an East Ender one, because we, t- we took in the... Jewish refugees, we took in the Russian refugees, yeah. all in the east end of London. Yeah, now, the same thing is continuing. The poor areas get given, not only the refugees, they get given the migrants as well. Now, if you're looking at... But the migrants, you, the, you, I don't even think you need to say the migrants and the refugees in the same sentence. They're two completely different... What was uh, yes, it, right. what was it in World War II? Peter, you'll know this better than me, because yeah. you're, you're, you're a, a much more knowledgeable gentleman than me. Was it the Kinder Express? 
Yes. The Kinder Transport. Kinder that Express. was it. The Kinder Transport, right? And this was World War Two, I think. And it, yes. was lo- it was loads of Jewish kids. Uh, the, the man sent them over from Germany. The children... The Hang on a second. Children. Catherine is chomping on a biscuit, knows more than I do. They Go said 10,000 over in nine months. And were these kids? Yes. So yes. Jewish kids. When we, when we worked out, when we got Sammy... And you to... know where they were shipped to? The to, poorer areas. And I bet, like, Safety. So, yeah, I think. Some, I, I, think, I don't think they'd mind. And the thing... So are you saying, Pete... You're not saying, Peter, we shouldn't have brought those 10,000 Jewish kids no, over, are you? No, I'm right. not saying that because, at all. Because at the I'm time, I heard... What I'm talking about is fair distribution. I know. But I heard a really interesting programme on Radio 4 the other week where it compared all of the other um, uh, refugee situations that Britain has been um, brave enough to help out in, right? And do you know what, um, uh, what some um, uh, right-wing politicians... Well, and some and some members of the public were saying when the Kinder, uh, what was it? The Kinder transport. The Kinder tra- I keep thinking the Kinder eggs. That's why the Kinder transport. Do you know what some people said? Yeah. We don't well, want all those Jews over here. here. We don't. We don't want all those Jews over here. We don't. Well, what, are we, know, what are they doing the coming? Main, to, what are they doing the coming main, to Britain you, for? The country was on its knees. We're full. They were saying in. They were saying however long ago, seventy-five years ago, we're full. And we do don't you, want ten thousand Jewish kids. They said you know, that. Do you really know that? The most, the closest the Jewish population ever got to the English population, if you like, was in the East End of London. Because no, I can, I can, no, 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 well. no. I, I'm I, off the top of my head. Well, there's definitely at least one Jewish person We're working in places like no, that. No, but that's not true. There's at least one Jewish person. Well, I can't believe I'm saying it like this. I, I, my friends know a black man. There's at least one Jewish person who works in this building. At yeah. least one. Which well, so you're saying, saying they've not. They've, not you're saying, saying the integration is, saying is the best integration the is they East live in the East End of London. Listen. Will you listen? Well, will you start they talking are, sense? The Jewish, the the East Enders welcomed so many refugees over the years that they was always the East Enders. They was always sent to. And what wonderful, now, lovely people! When you talk in those terms, you cannot keep a continual stream of. Immigrants or refugees no. coming into the poor areas. So, you, but your basic argument is you want to put them in tower okay. hamlets okay. need a home. Okay. Yeah, but the, the, okay, we can help those as well. <laughs> but they haven't. Well, that's, the, the that's well. Then you need to complain to your government. You need to pl- complain to your council. You need to complain to your MP. You need to petition <laughs> them to do that. They, they, they stood outside with banners yesterday saying, "Well, brilliant, well they're done." The ones who caused the housing problem. Right. Okay. So, but so what you're, <laughs> so <laughs> what you're, what you're saying is we shouldn't help people who are watching their kids die. No, I did not. I'm saying. Have them in, but distribute them fairly. Okay, then why did you mention migrants and the housing crisis for British people? Well, it's the same thing because it's it's taking people in who need somewhere to live. Okay, all right. (laughs) Always good to lock horns with you, Peter. Absolutely, and I I, I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy enjoy uh, talking to you. Best of luck, anyway. I know you can take a robust probing, so thank you. Have a good day, Pete. Take care. Ta ta. Uh, 03459 four double five five double five. Now, uh, more than 100 Tring schoolgirls have been sent home for breaking uniform rules. Parents are furious that they've bought new pleated skirts, only to be told they're too short. Um, so far, the head teacher has declined to comment. Until now. Uh, Sue Collins is on the line. Uh, morning, Sue. Good morning, Ian. 
Now, this is an interesting story, isn't it? Thanks for talking to us. Yeah, I really, indeed. I really appreciate it. So, so what's what, t- you tell us? What's gone wrong from your your point of view? Well, well, let me just start with a little bit of background here, Ian. Um, first of all, Tring School is a really good, strong church school with over fifteen hundred students. All of our external metrics as a school are absolutely fantastic. Ofsted, SIAMS, our results are really pleasing. You know, we've had to take what I call strong leadership for many, many years to get our school into this position. Um, so we do have high standards. We value the morals and the, and the values that we place on our education for our youngsters. So, you know, we can be really, really proud of everything that we're doing. And of course, you know, to have high standards, which our parents expect, you do have to enforce them. And, um, and I think that, you know, uniform is something which does unite a school together. Um, and, you know, I think it's really, really important that our students wear our uniform correctly. And the, the policy that the governors and the leadership team have worked on is unchanged. It's been in place for, for several years now. It, it's not new. So how but come so many parents and, and pupils got it wrong this, this term right, then? Well, that's right. Well, um, what happened is that last year we could see that skirts in particular um, were begin- becoming much, much shorter. And they were becoming what I consider to be virtually indecent. Um, likewise, shoes were also becoming more fashionable rather than practical. So we wanted to take action. And the best time to take that type of action is at the start of a school term, which is when parents are usually considering buying and purchasing new uniform items. So we communicated with parents at the very beginning of July. um, And we gave a very explicit letter which said to parents that the um, skirts needed to be knee length. And we get, didn't sort of, you know, say anything further than that. We said there had to be knee length, and knee length to us does mean that it has to touch the kneecap. Um, and of course, you know, the vast majority of students arrived at school on the very first day, um, able to go into lessons because their, their skirts or trousers were absolutely the regulation sort, and they worked and they went straight into lessons. We obviously did have a number of students that we intervened with. Um, where there were a mixture of different solutions that were, you know, solved for those students. Um, one or two might have, you know, gone home to sort it, sort it out, but also we had parents coming in, bringing in the correct garments. But those skirts do have to touch the kneecap. That is what we are expecting. And that way then, our students then look really, really smart. And that is what the uniform policy is all about. How many um, uh, students did you send home that day? I can tell you that we have intervened with about 120. But what I will say is that of those 120, some of those students went home, some stayed in school, so that then parents would come into school and they would deal with those issues with us and their children here on site. So, you know, there was a mixture of solutions there. I think that's, do you know what, I think that sounds fair enough. I don't, I, you know, I would, be, I would be slightly upset. I know you're probably expecting a grilling, so you ain't going to get it from me because I'm kind of on your side. I, I, okay. I would be slightly Thank upset you. if, you know, if I haven't got teenage kids yet, uh, and I'm dreading that. But if, if, you know, if they got sent home <laughs> from school. But um, uh, yeah. and when I was 13, 14, 15, man, I hated the school uniform. But now I'm a parent, and and I've got kids yeah. that are starting school. I get it. I get it. I get yeah. why it's so important. And I get that, A, it presents a nice image for them. They look smart. They don't look, they you know, do. they're not sexualised, particularly if they're young girls. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And also it presents an image for the school. And as you say, the school's doing really well. And the uniform is part of that. It is. And it's about having high standards. You know, I have high standards for absolutely every function of my work. 
and I expect then also everybody that's part of this community to do so. The vast majority of parents that I've spoken to and, and those that have been in touch with me as well have been incredibly supportive and I can't thank those parents enough that have gone out of their way to either be um, a member of the school community fully and have embraced our uniform policy and those that and had to make some alterations. Those that have done it really, really quickly, I praise them as well. As always, there is a hardcore group um, of students who in some ways are colluding with rebellious children. And, you know, that's not a good role model for them to be making. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, rules are part of life. Everybody has to accept that. And when I get some um, comments about, you know, um, we want our children to be unique and individual and so on, absolutely. But we do that within the learning, within the curriculum. We have diversity and personalization within the learning, um, and that takes place in the lessons. But as far as I'm concerned, when the children come to school, they must wear our school uniform and do that with pride and wear it properly. And, um, and as I say, they are then an identifiable member of Tring School. And, I, I, and uh, can I, you know, we should, I, honestly, you do really sound like a headmistress. I, I, in, the way, in the way you speak, it's making me a little bit nervous. But um, I think we should be applauding teachers like you and, and head teachers like you because, if, you know, there's everyone saying, well, standards are slipping and, and th- yeah. this school has got, a, you know, a rubbish Ofsted rate. Your school's doing really well. You've got rules. If, if you don't like the rules, hey, why don't you go to another school? Well, indeed. I mean, I know you wouldn't say that, but I just kind of think, you know, if you don't like the rules that are there, well, that's tough. That's the rule of the school. It is. That's right. And we make that explicit not only in our correspondence through letters and so on, but it's part of our homeschool agreement. Um, It's there on our website. So, you know, we've got open evening coming up very shortly. Um, It's a really big marketing exercise for the school. You know, and I will be sharing with potential new parents that we do adhere to our rules. And we would want them and expect them to also be part of that and to support us so that then we are united in together, you know, having that partnership, we educate those children together. And that's what helps to generate success. I think it's, it was, Catherine's just whispered in my ear and I, my producer and I agree with that. I think it's very brave of you to have enforced uh, it to, uh, to, to such a level, these rules to such a level. And um, I mean, you probably, I would imagine you're surprised slightly by the size of the backlash, the fact that it's got in some of the papers and stuff like that. But, I, you know, congratulations. Well done. Well, thank you. Our, our PR has been really, really clear and explicit. Um, as I say, it is, it is just a small group now of parents that, that have decided to take it elsewhere, mm. let's put it that way. And, um, you know, and, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, that, that's their choice. Um, however, we're not bending on this. Um, we are going ahead and students are going on. They are wearing our uniform. And they're wearing it correctly. Um, yesterday, as you can imagine, there were a very, very small number that were non-compliant and the rest were all in um, their lessons working really, really well. And teaching and learning is our main focus. I'd happily have you being responsible for my kids. So I think you're oh, doing a brilliant job. Wonderful. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ian. Thanks All right. a lot. Good there we go. Ta-ta. Okay. Bye-bye. Anyone else feeling slightly nervous about talking to a headmistress? <laughs> As she was expecting, fair play, she was expecting a grilling. Not from me. If you listen back, you'll hear a little sigh of relief. Yeah. Comple- well done. Well, I, how can anyone argue with that? How can anyone argue with that? What an, what an excellent example of a head teacher. 03459 555. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There are long queues on the M25 anti-clockwise from junction 22 for St Albans to 20 for King's Langley because of a car fire earlier which partially blocked the exit slip road. Also, it's slow anti-clockwise between junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And on the North Orbital Road at Bricketwood on the M25 junction 21A roundabout, it's looking very busy too. The M1 southbound is slow from junction 10 for Luton Airport to 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And looking at the speed sensors in Harpenden, and the high streets busy in both directions. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. The government's facing calls to give more details about the killing of two British men in an RAF drone strike in Syria last month. MPs will hold an emergency debate today on the migrant crisis. The leader of Bucks County Council says councils will need extra money to pay for taking in Syrian refugees. Three people were injured in a two-car collision which closed the A5 in Milton Keynes yesterday evening. And some parents say Tring School has gone the wrong way about enforcing its uniform policy after it sent home more than 100 girls because their skirts were too short but head Sue Collings has told this programme the majority of parents support the stance Three Counties Sport BBC Three Counties Radio Andy Murray has suffered his earliest Grand Slam exit for five years, losing his fourth round tie at the US Open in four sets against South Africa's 15th seed, Kevin Anderson. Obviously managed to get the third set and then the beginning of the fourth set obviously when you, you win a you know, set like that Obviously, the beginning of the, the next set is, is very important. I had an opportunity in his first service game. Didn't manage to get it, and then um, he served very well after that. In the women's singles, the British number 2, Johanna Konta, lost in straight sets to the Czech player Petra Kvitova. Victory for the Republic of Ireland, a draw for Northern Ireland and defeat for Scotland in last night's European Championship qualifiers. The Republic stay in contention for a playoff place after beating Georgia 1-0. Northern Ireland scored a stoppage time equaliser to draw one all at home to Hungary. Two points from their final two games will seal qualification. And Watford to Anya was a second-half sub as Scotland lost 3-2 at home to Germany. Scotland need to take at least four points from their last two games to have any chance of a playoff place. Boss Gordon Strachan is refusing to give up hope. We play like that. Shame determination with a wee bit luck. When you play the world champ, you need a wee bit luck. You don't need deflections coming off somebody's foot creeping the back of the net. And they might have thought to themselves, we've not got any luck tonight, but they went through that pain barrier. So we're still in this. Tonight, England, who have already qualified, host Switzerland at Wembley. Watford midfielder Valon Barami is set to feature for the visitors. The Wales fullback Lee Halfpenny is out of the Rugby World Cup after rupturing knee ligaments during Saturday's win over Italy. England's cricketers face Australia in the third One Day International at Old Trafford today. And in Speedway's Premier League, Rye House lost 52-41 at home to Peterborough last night, despite 17 points from Edward Kennett. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Joan. Uh, who? Joanna. <laughs> oh, it says. Oh, uh, uh, do, do Morning, Joan. No, oh, do, it's do, Mo- Morning, Joanna. Instead. Okay. Well, in that, let me let me start again. Hang on a second. <clears throat> Hang on. Let's pretend that never happened, Joanna. Hang on. Here we go. Morning, Joanna. Good morning, Ian. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, thanks. How are you now? I've got your name right. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much. I just wanted to make a few points about um, Susanna Collings. What a fantastic Firstly, example of a headmistress, isn't she? And maybe in your opinion, yeah, but probably not in half the mums in, in Tring at the minute, well, to be fair. you say half the mums. 
Um, well, maybe you should ask all the mums whose kids you sent home without letting them know that they were being sent home. Yeah. You know, is, is that a great idea? Is that a great example of a head teacher? Yes, it is. I think it shows leadership. Don't break the rules. Well, sending seven, like year sevens and year eights home without letting their mum and dad know that they've been released from school. Don't break the rules. Great idea, Ian, <laughs> letting the kids wander the streets. No, she sent them home. Yeah, without letting their parents know. So they, your parents, kids, some of the parents have gone to work. Some of the your kids, parents, you know. Did she did she do it? To, did she do it to your kids? She didn't do it to mine. Cause right. Okay. Talk mine to me. Got an internal instead. Well, in that in that case, why don't you talk to oh, me about how it's impacted on you? An internal one day, then the next day her skirt was all right. So, so how did it impact they, they on? How did it, know Joanna? What on about. Joanna. Ian. How, how did it? How did it impact on you? Don't tell me about other other kids. How, how did it impact on you? On me. That's the question. Yeah. Well, I had a very, very upset year, year eight student on my hand who'd been humiliated in front of her friends for the fact that her skirt was too short, which okay, it wasn't, well, because the next day she went in, her skirt was absolutely fine. OK, do you know whose fault that was? Well, ultimately, I would say it's the headmistress's fault. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Who bought the wrong skirt? A Marks and Spencer's longer-length skirt. Who bought the wrong skirt? Not me. Who bought that skirt, then? I bought the skirt. Okay, I the so right if you twenty six inches you, long, if you bought the skirt, that did did it touch the kneecap? It certainly did. Well, then why why was she um, picked out then? Because it was on the top of the kneecap, not on the bottom. <laughs> Joanna, this is how you cannot, they are, Ian. Yeah, it's called rules. But it's so called it rules. They stipulate, oh, it's got to be completely covering the kneecap because kneecaps, you know, they're a bit provocative, really, aren't they? On a on a a, a twelve year old girl. This is the other point they've been making. You know, the girls are dressing provocatively. I'm sorry, she's 12. She's wearing black tights. Some people find... Uh, here's, here's, the, here's something you're not going to like. Some people find 12-year-old girls sexually attractive. Do you know who well, those people are? in the school environment, they do all you... get their bums kicked out, because that's... No, Joanna, do you know who finds 12-year-old girls sexually attractive? The little boys in the school. 12-year-old boys. I, I don't think that they do, Ian, not in the way that everyone's making out. All oh, the girls are dressed I was, sexually. I was, a, I was a 12-year-old boy. I was a 12-year-old boy. I got a 14-year-old son at that school. And I bet and he, tells you, him, I bet he, he like, tells you exactly how he feels about sex and things, doesn't he? Oh, God, God, no, I think I'd be revolted if he Thank did. Thank you. Joanna, you can't blame but anyone. You can't blame... He would say to me, Mum, yes, I find some of the girls attractive... I don't go around the whole school looking at their legs in their black yeah, he's not gonna... in their black long skirt. Can I tell Ian, you? You met your match with me, my son. You will not beat me on this. Qu- on this. Well, subject. Joanna, Joanna, you. <laughs> I've not even started yet, love, and you're doing terribly. Neither have I, love. Neither have I. The you thing is, so Joanna, 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 Joanna. I'm talking about your kids, not other kids. I don't want hearsay. I want your kids. As a 14-year-old boy. I'm talking. Well, it is. I'm afraid you don't know what hearsay means. Apart from great pop tunes, it also means other people's stories. I'm talking about your story. You cannot. I'm giving you my story, and I can give you 50 other stories if you want. No, I don't. As I just said, Joanna. Is this? I don't know if this is on. As I've just said, I don't. I just want your story. Is that okay? Giving you my story. Brilliant. You can't blame. I'm asking you a question, and why didn't you ask her about all the kids that she sent home? Given, given, you can't blame the school. So well, having a, can I finish a sentence? Knows. Can I finish a sentence? Would that well, be all right? Thank you so much. You can't blame the school for picking your girl out if the school was too short. The only person you can blame is yourself. And you're, that's why it? you're so okay, angry, because you feel, you feel that you've been told off by the headmistress. That's why you're so angry. 
So on Friday, her skirt was unacceptable, and yesterday, the same skirt worn the same way was was okay. I don't, I don't know the specifics of that. Had she well, rolled I'm it up t- on I'm the on one the day? Specifics of that. Okay, well that's what you no, say. She hadn't rolled it up in. Okay, well then there's there's obviously some and it was mistake. The same there. teacher, the same. So, so then your skirt. So hang on a second. Called her to one side. So. Jo- I thought she said she humiliated her in front of all her friends. On Friday, she did. By calling Yesterday, her to one side? she didn't. It's the way they did it. You, get over there. <laughs> and the way she did it. And the head teacher, and oh, oh, the assistant head. Put in I his, bet you were a right pain in the her, bum in school, in weren't you? I bet you the were a teacher. I bet you were a... Well, in that case, launch a complaint if you've got a problem with that. I, I have bet you. a complaint. So have many others, Ian. You have got a very one-sided story on this. No, no, not at all. No, if you've you listened... Have, you if you've got your facts straight. Joanna, you haven't got all the information and you're launching Joanna, into something Joanna. that you haven't actually got all the proper information. As usual on your show, this is what you do, But yet you continue to listen, Joanna, and I appreciate it. Listen... All of the other shows, all of the other, all of the other shows, um, are, are covering your side of the story, and I think they're being a bit one-sided. I think the, the headmistress. The gosh, what a rude woman! Side, I so feel so sorry right. for your kids. What a rude woman! I feel sorry for your kids, Ian. I feel sorry for your show. Why? Because it's winning awards and getting more and more listeners. I don't know why you'd feel sorry. Listen, Joanna, this isn't working you, for me. You have to try and belittle people because you can't this isn't, the this... I'm not going to argue with you about your radio show, because anyway... Well, you brought it up, love. Listen, Joanna, this isn't working for me. Collins, I'm going to say... the kids home and things like that. You're I'm wrong gonna... for asking her why the school shop supplied the shirts, right. the skirts. Yeah. So the, we got, the parents go to the school The school, the school shop the have had 13 the complaints. are wrong. The school, sh- the school shop has had 13 complaints. And your point is... Well, the, that's not that many complaints, is it? Maybe people, parents haven't been down there yet to complain, but if you, I can tell you a lot more than that. How many here, kids were sent home? Because it's not my story, How up. many kids? I'm listening to you, but I just, I just find you very, very rude. How many kids were sent home? Exceptionally rude as well. But you called me. Thanks. How many kids were sent home? Susanna Colling seems to know. You seem to be the teacher's pet. Won't you ask her? How many kids were sent home? I don't know exactly. More than more than the two or three that she, she suggested 20. on the radio. Twenty. She didn't suggest that. She more didn't. than twenty, Ian. How many were sent home? I shall find. I shall get a poll together this afternoon. And I shall find out and give you the exact number, shall I? Okay. I tell you what, Joanna. Listen, your problem isn't with the with the school. Your problem with the fact that your daughter wore a skirt. For some reason, you've got issues with teachers and authority, and that's oh, I fine. I really haven't, Ian. Really You've also got real... I've got a problem with you not asking the proper questions. Okay, you trying no. to give a one-sided right. argument as usual because... Well, if you don't listen, don't why do you... You, you... you just do, you just didn't ask the right questions. Now you feel bad and embarrassed. Anyway, I don't I've feel got bad. To get, got to get my go, I've got to, to put the phone down! I've got to go and put the phone down! And she's gone! Oh, dearie me, Joanna! I expected more than a garbled hit and run from you. I was enjoying that. Oh, dear. Let's go to Steve. Morning, Steve. Good morning. You all right, boss? Well, yeah, it's a shame she's not on, because I'd like to chat with her. Well, I, I don't know if you've got what? a word in edgeways, mate, and she, she's done a hit and run, uh, so... I, I mean, I, I, my, both my girls went to a girls' school in, in Hatfield, um, and we did have problems with uniforms. I mean, we take them to the shop to try the skirt on while they were there to make sure it was the right length. Yep. It's no good. I mean, what she's done, she's gone out and bought a school. Oh, it's a long one. I'm six foot tall. A pair of normal-sized trousers on me are short. I need long-leg trousers. And it's like, you can't just expect to stick those. And then argue with the school. The school's 100% right. If the children aren't dressed, dressed right, and also girls especially, and I, I, I used to stay outside the school when I was picking my daughters up, 
they would come up and roll their waistbands up on these skirts. They've been doing that for generations, rolling up the skirts. Of course they did. My mum used to do that. Yeah, but I mean, how can she sit there and say, hey, this is his fault? There's there's set rules. I mean, if there was a police officer, was he turned up at work in khaki trousers and a green shirt? No, because he's got to wear a uniform. Exactly. How do they do at school? I just, and you know, I mean, yeah, my, some, someone's called me out saying, oh, before you said that, that, that kids should be allowed to, um, you know, improvise on the uniform. I don't know if I said they should be allowed. I certainly, it certainly happened in my school. But I was like, yeah, you can change your opinion. And, and my opinion is now that if there's a school uniform, cause I, mainly because I've got kids in school, if there's a school uniform, well, then you wear it. And I can see the reason for the school uniform. Yes, you said, I mean, I, I, mean, I work for a company. We all wear the same uniform. As much as I don't like it. Yep. I feel so sorry for that headmistress having to deal with parents that are angry over something that it's their fault. It's their fault, their kids. If their kids are... Listen, I've got to move on, but thank you, Steve. If their kids are called out in class, it's their fault. You didn't buy the right school uniform. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are long delays on the M25 anti-clockwise from junction 21 for the M1 to 20 for Kings Langley. It's after the exit slip road was partially blocked earlier by a car fire. Also on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow from junction 24 for Potters Bar to 23 for the A1M. And the North Orbiter Road in Bricketwood on the M25 junction 21A roundabout is looking very slow. Also on the M1 southbound, it's busy from junction 10 for Luton Airport to 7 for Hamel Hempstead. And on the speed sensors, Harpenden is busy in patches on the High Street and the A. 1081 as well, heading in on, from Luton Road into Harpenden. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Well, you heard Joanna there, very angry um, about the school uniform. Let's find out exactly how many kids were sent home. I don't think it was 120 that were sent home. I think it was 120 that were affected. Uh, some were kept at the school. Some sorted. Some parents came in and sorted out, and some were sent home. So let's try and get that figure. And as I did say to the, the head teacher, I would feel aggrieved if my kids were sent home from school. I did say that. But I'd love to get your thoughts on that, please. I just think that, that Joanna there, um, well, I'm, it's not for me to say she has an attitude problem, but I, I always lose respect for anyone that does a hit and run. I always lose respect for that, you know, where they, they just say, right, here's my final point, and I'm going to put the phone down, bye. Come on, we're better than that. Let's have a conversation about it. But rules is rules, isn't it? Rules is rules. I've got so much respect for that head teacher. I'm just getting a whiff of what she's been dealing with the last few days. 7.47, it's uh, Tuesday the 8th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The government's facing calls to give more details about the killing of two British men in an RAF drone strike in Syria last month. MPs will hold an emergency debate today on the migrant crisis. Uh, The leader of Bucks County Council says councils will need extra money to pay for taking in Syrian refugees. And the headteacher at Tring School has defended its uniform policy after girls were sent home because their skirts were too short. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There is a bit of cloud around this morning, but hopefully we should start to see it thin and break. In fact, the further east you are, we've got one or two breaks just happening in parts of maybe Hertfordshire and Bedfordshire, but it's a predominantly a cloudy start to the day. It will hopefully start to thin, though, later on this afternoon. We should get some sunny spells, and temperatures will reflect that. Under the cloud, they'll struggle. 17 Celsius there, but it could get a degree warmer if the sun pops out for long enough. Now, overnight tonight, that cloud moves further back inland, and uh, we're going to see temperatures drop to 10 Celsius. For tomorrow, though, we pick up an easterly flow, so the air coming from the continent is a bit drier. We should see the clouds disappear a bit quicker. More sunny spells and temperatures reflecting this drier, warmer air. 19 Celsius for Wednesday and similar again, perhaps even warmer as we head into Thursday. And that's your forecast. Cheers, my dears. Even if you can't get to the match... Already, we're hearing stories of Watford fans saying that they are going to struggle to get here. All listen to the commentary... Got quick feet, hasn't he? Quick feet and good skill and good vision. You can still keep up to date with your local team with Three Counties Sport. There is the half-time whistle. It's nil-nil. Plenty to ponder. Follow us on Twitter to get all the team news. There's two changes from the team that won a Barnet on Saturday. Goals as they happen. Trying to make room for the shot. Very attention to the corner of the net. Super goal from Luton Town. And reaction at the final whistle. Momentum changes very quickly in these games and uh, we're disappointed for that. Twitter.com slash BBC3CR and stay up to date with your local team. Well, um, first of all, Scott says, <laughs> when, she, when that woman said, you've met your match with me, son, I actually picked up my coffee and sat down in front of the radio. So that's good. Um, and I don't know what's going on. I, I've got more tweets, more texts agreeing with me than disagreeing with me. And I don't, you know, I, I, I'm unused to this. Do you want to read some of them? What, the text is? It would be immodest of me to read them. Mark in Bedford, if you sign a homeschool agreement, you must abide by it, no option. All parents do sign it. Shirley and Milton Keynes, I mean, Shirley's not usually on your side. Uh, hi, you're absolutely right. Uh, Dan, that woman was uh, wrong. Her daughter rolled her skirt up, I'm sure, and she wasn't there to witness it. Well, Good we, argument you won. Well, we, we, don't, we don't know that, but, but as I say, my, you, you rolled your skirt up, Kath. My mum rolled... Uh, yeah. For generations, girls have been rolling their skirts up. But then, you know what? Sometimes I look back at the pictures of what I used to wear and I think, oh, I'm lucky my dad didn't see me go out like that. And it, whether, whether it's because, um, you know, I, I don't think it's because of paedophiles finding young girls attractive. Um, there is an argument, I know you possibly disagree, Catherine, but there is an argument that, that 12-year-old, 13, 14-year-old boys, surprisingly, they do find 12-year-old girls sexually attractive. Um, and it might be a distraction. Uh, that might yeah, be, but I, I, think there's a, I think there's a bigger issue of just representing the school and learning to uh, follow rules. Yeah, and not being at school to show off. And there is a lot of showing off that goes on. I'm flipping out. Remember college? Every day was a catwalk, wasn't it? Uh, Joan the Moan, thank, oh, thank goodness she's gone. Rules are rules. Head teacher is spot on. Uh, uh, some quite personal stuff. Well, that's yeah, not, let's we don't, need to, we go don't there. need to go there. Um, um, uh, here's one. If, uh, it's, it's the use of the word humiliated that puzzles me. What is humiliating about a teacher telling off a pupil? That happens every day in schools. They are there to learn, and if that includes learning to follow rules, then there's nothing wrong with that. Some people are bolshy just for the sake of it, says Janet. Well, OK, let's go to John. Morning, John! Good morning, Ian. How are you doing, brother? Um, <laughs> well, I've woken up now, boss. What you got for me? Uh, I just had to say, that Joanna woman, I pity that fool, Ian. That was absolutely epic. I love listening to that. That was, that was crazy. I completely agree with the headmistress. She was amazing. And she was just, uh, I would say, uh, a real credit to head teachers. You know, everybody puts, they usually put them down and say, oh, they're not interested in the school and they're not doing well. I think she's doing a fantastic job. Because when I used to drop off my stepsons to their school, 
It was like a catwalk show. I was embarrassed driving through that little area because the skirts, skirts were so high, the makeup. It felt like a nightclub gig I was doing. It was an absolute nightmare. It wasn't representing of the school anyway. I just, and as I, you know, when I was younger, I, I kind of knew sort of what school uniform was about, but I didn't like wearing it. And I thought, but you know what? Tough looking back now as a dad who's got two kids who are, you know, starting school, I, I, I kind of think, yeah, tough. There are reasons for it. And you'll, you'll get those reasons later on. You might not get them now, but you'll get them later on. Hey, you never guess what? You know, um, Joanna had to, had to go. She ran out of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's back. Morning again, Joanna. Ian, uh, thought you had to go. Try and mock me on the radio because there's absolutely no need. I thought I'm not. I thought you. Had, I know there's no I need. Do <laughs> have to go. I have You're doing it yourself. To get ready for school. Okay. Well, what? But what I'm not going to listen to you trying to ridicule I'm me not, and all the parents. Not ridiculing you, Joanna. You honestly, you've you've, you've, you've embarrassed yourself. Ian. What would you like to say? What have you called back for to say? I would like to say, Ian. Basically, you should ring back Susanna Collins and ask her how many kids went home from school. She sent home from school. Ooh, we go, we've three. just done and this argument, Joanna. We've just done this argument. I've got equally as many as you have got. Okay, um, jo- Joanna. Ian, okay, that's great. Because to try and here we go. I'm not ridiculing the parents. What I'm saying is, Joanna, there are school rules. You broke the school rules. Deal with it. Ian, how and your we, attitude how is atrocious. School rules by buying the schools from the school shop. Did you try it on? Yes. You got what was the what's the name of what's the what's the school shop? Almar. Because I thought you said you got yours from uh, Marks and Spencer's. So you didn't even buy yours from the school shop. You didn't even buy yours from the school shop. You didn't even buy your skirt. You didn't even buy your skirt from the school shop. I don't want you, Joanna. This is the thing. This is how this is how conversations work. I'm not interested in anybody else who's not talking to me. I'm talking to you. So please, exactly. I'd love to. So you didn't buy your skirt from the school shop. No, I didn't. I got mine in Marks and Spencer's longer length skirt. So I wondered why you were telling me that knee. you. Why were you? Gosh, you really are. You really got. Ugh. I feel you so don't like sorry. It someone's someone's standing up to you. No, someone's being rude to me. And you're not being someone's rude. Back. Act, someone's Ian, acting. I don't really care anyway. That was rudeness. <laughs> but then you've called I back. I just want to bring back to defend myself because you're slagging someone's, me on the radio because you've no, got nothing better to do. No, very. If you a, I thought you didn't listen. B, if you were listening properly, you know I'm. Saying, oh, Ian, Ian, Lee, slugging you off on the radio. It's ridiculous. You're just been, you're just trying to make the situation at Tring seem okay, stupid. So you're not, so you're not listening. So you don't know what I've said. That's slagging you off. Just Another ill-founded argument. One of the comments on the okay. Facebook page. It, listen, Joanne, Joanne, if you're going to be rude, are you going to do a hit and run on me now, Ian? No, you can stay here till eight o'clock. It's fine, fine by me. I've got to take my kids to school though, so you just, you just, you don't know what you're talking about. Is the problem? You see. Yes, I do. I do. No, you I, don't, because that's why you're getting so angry and upset. You don't know the I'm facts. Not... <laughs> you proceeded to try and interview the teacher without having all the facts, Ian. I'm not. So I, it's you who's I'm made not... yourself look stupid, not me. Okay, okay? all right, John. So I didn't buy my kid's skirt in Alma. Lots of other parents did. And I they've, only had third, they've only had 13 returns. Of course the school are going to say that, aren't they? As well, no, the, no, the shop have said that. The shop have of said that to the us. the shop are going to say that to try and minimise their <laughs> bad publicity, Ian. Well, no, they're not, because because if, if, the, if the shop... But, 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 if the sh- if the shop had had a big problem and was being pre- presented as the bad guys in this, then surely they would come forward and say we've had loads of complaints and we just don't know what's going on. They're not. They told our reporter Justin we've only had thirteen returns. The shop aren't the bad guys. The school are the bad guys. 
for no. checking the skirt and saying that the skirt was acceptable for no. Almar to sell. So, in effect, it goes back to the school being in the wrong, Ian. And besides the point, the school... You didn't buy yours. You didn't buy yours from that school. without letting the parents know. That is the main issue here that people are worried about and concerned Can about. I? Not, in fact, the school skirt, Ian. You're getting the whole point of it wrong. OK, just you've been talking about the school skirt for so long, I thought that was the point. Can I just say one thing? It started with a school skirt, but it's ended in the teacher sending okay. loads of children home Can I just say? Can I just say one more thing, and then I'm going to let you go, because I do, I do actually, I, I just think you're kind of dragging the show down a bit. <clears throat> As if it needs me. And you just, and, and that's an example of what I'm going to say. Isn't it interesting? Like isn't it interesting that we're talking about 12-year-old kids... And you've, um, you've infantilised yourself, haven't you? I don't know if you're always like this, but you've infantilised yourself. No, I just I'm think that's really like interesting. This, you are so annoying and so ridiculous and so incompetent at trying to do interviews with people without all the facts in. It makes people angry. It's just interesting you that you've infantilised you yourself. Really angry because you don't know the facts before you launch do off you, on these big parade things. Do you, you know... You do you try know, and start things about none of the facts. When you know the facts, you know, come back and present a proper radio show. I'll come into studio. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> you oh. ain't coming anywhere near me. Do you do know you, what infant... You can't handle it because you know you make your match me because I'm right and you're wrong because do, you haven't got all the facts. Do you know? You've and you're doing it now. stories on your show, and Now you're doing it with Tring School. Look, I do really you know? It's been a wonderful day. Hit and run. This is by no means a hit and run, Ian. Do you know what infantilised means? Hit and run. Goodbye, you say. It's just ridiculous. Goodbye. Wow, that's like a poor man's Katie Hopkins. <laughs> I, mean, I just isn't it interesting? I don't know if she's always like that. I mean, let's, I mean uh. we're talking about kids, and she's reverted to the yeah. role of a child. And it's we're talking oh, about like schoolyard antics. We're talking about um, uh, uh, staff and teachers and head teachers telling young people what to do. And she has reacted to that. This is what I'm making up. She has reacted to that by acting like a child. I think that's fascinating. That was insane. You get, well, the thing is, you know, Ian, a parent like that, I just kind of wonder what type of child she kind of brings up. I'm not saying just well, a child or anything, but, I, you, you know, know listen, I'm... I, I, the rules, if she's into twisting the rules herself, I, it's just like... Mm. I, don't, I don't, you know, and I don't want to criticise uh, any kids that aren't here. I don't want to criticise any kids and necessarily any parenting skills, but, um... John, thank you very much indeed. I, I mean... <laughs> She'll probably call back in another five minutes because her friend will text her. She hasn't got time. Her. She hasn't got time. Well, she didn't have time. She doesn't um, listen. Then. Uh, 0345. Sorry, we're going to have to come to you after the news. I'm so sorry. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. Let's see if we can find one of the parents impacted by this um, who can speak like a parent, an adult. Would that be okay? Would that be? Can we do that? I'm sure there are loads out there. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Where are we now? Um, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M25 anti-clockwise but approaching Junction 20 for Kings Langley from Junction 21 for the M1 because the exit slip road is partially blocked by a car fire. And also anti-clockwise on the M25 it's slow from Potters Bar towards Junction 23 for the A1M. And on the A10 into London it's slow from Baltimore Lane towards Southbury Road. The M1 southbound is also looking very busy from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to Junction 7 for Hamilton Hempstead. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you, Joanna.
There's no way. There's no way she's coming within a hundred yards of me. Flipping heck! She'll start pulling my hair and giving me dead arms. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Buckinghamshire MP backing government over drone killings. Councils say extra funds will be needed to cope with refugees and Hertfordshire Head defends short skirt policy. BBC Three Counties Radio. The government's facing calls to give more details of these circumstances surrounding the killing of two British men in an RAF drone strike in Syria last month. The Prime Minister told Parliament yesterday that one of the men had been actively plotting attacks in Britain after joining Islamic State militants. Labour says ministers should publish the legal advice on which the decision was made. The former Attorney General and Beaconsfield MP Dominic Grieve is backing David Cameron. Attorney General was present in the chamber when the Prime Minister was speaking. It would be a bit difficult for the Attorney to be there if he thought the Prime Minister was misleading Parliament on that issue. So uh, my view is that the Attorney would have had ample opportunity to look at the uh, background intelligence, to understand the issues involved and to provide the legal advice. MPs will hold an emergency debate today on the migrant crisis and the announcement that up to 20,000 Syrian refugees will be allowed to settle in Britain over the next five years. The scheme will apply only to those living in camps in the Middle East and not to those who've already made the journey to Europe. But the leader of Buckinghamshire County Council, Martin Tett, says councils will need money to pay for it. Government must step up to the plate on this. We're looking here at very large amounts of money over an extended period of time. This is not a few million pounds on a one-off basis from the overseas aid budget. You know, this is going to be a large amount of money over many, many years to come. A court has heard how a Bedfordshire scrap metal dealer was beaten to death by two men he'd supplied cocaine to. The men deny murder. Adam Fennelly from Dunstable was found dead at Nash Park Travellers' site in Buckinghamshire in March this year. More from Gail Sanderson. Luton Crown Court heard how the 31-year-old had suffered head and facial injuries and had 159 separate injuries on his body. Giving evidence, his 28-year-old partner Jess Slade said Mr Fennelly's behaviour changed two weeks before he was killed and he started taking drugs. She gave birth to his daughter a month after he died. Addie McAllister from Bolsover in Derbyshire and 30-year-old Gemma Price from the Ridgeway in Kensworth near Dunstable both deny murder. The case continues. Three people were injured in a two-car collision which closed the A5 in Milton Keynes yesterday evening. The emergency services, including an air ambulance, were called just before six o'clock to the southbound carriageway between Stacey Bushes and central Milton Keynes. One injured man had to be cut free by firefighters. Another man and a woman were also hurt. The head teacher at Tring School has defended its uniform policy after girls were sent home because their skirts were too short. Parents have criticised the decision to send youngsters home, claiming many were not informed and were not at home to look after the youngsters. But Head Sue Collings says the majority of parents back the stance. It is just a small group now of parents that, that have decided to take it elsewhere, mm. let's put it that way. As far as I'm concerned, you know, that, that's their choice. However, we're not bending on this. Um, we are going ahead and students are going, and they are wearing our uniform and they're wearing it correctly. In sport, Andy Murray is out of the US Open after losing in four sets to South Africa's Kevin Anderson. The weather dry with sunny spells, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Oh, that's, that means it's me, doesn't it? When you stop, that's me, isn't it? Have I got that right? That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. 
This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 555555, uh, the subject of Tring School. Anne's in Hemel. Morning, Anne. Good morning. What would you like to say? I'd just like to say that I have nothing about the rights and wrongs of the Tring case, but I worked in a senior school for many, many years and brought up three children. Please, schools don't always get it right. Go in quietly to the school without your child with you and make your case. Once you do this, making it public, you are running the school down in front of the child and the child then realises that they are in charge of you and the school and it's not doing them any favours. What um, a brilliant way of putting it. I'm in tears because I just feel this is all so unnecessary and it's not putting the child's interests at the Why, why is this upsetting you so much, Anne? And I can hear you upset. Because we worked so hard as a school to get it right because the children are top priority. Please, it's not doing them any favours to let them think that they are totally in charge of a situation. Anne, thank you very much for your call. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that interesting? Didn't she put that in a brilliant way? And of course, we all want to defend our kids. And if our kids have been slighted, uh, we want to uh, 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 to right that. And we want um, justice. Uh, and some parents may want revenge, which I think is incorrect and is dangerous. Um, and it's difficult to accept sometimes... it. it when you're parenting a kid, you're in control of that kid, okay, and they follow your rules and they do what you say. And they go to nursery and they get influences from other people and they have to abide by other rules. They're kind of a bit slack it's nursery. Then they go to school and there are other people um, in the rules. And the higher they get up that school, the older they get, the more rules there are and the uh, more authority other people have over your children. Got your form tutor. You got your, if, you, if you're in a school that has different teachers for different subjects, you've got those teachers. You've got your head teacher, and it's um, it's partly, and I'm dreading it. You know, letting go and realizing, you know, you're letting your kids into the world, and you can't be there every time someone tells off one of your kids or disciplines your kids. You can't be there, and no, it's not always right. There is a reflex, though, isn't there? Because yeah. I got a text from from my daughter's school about a year ago, and I remember think being really cross about it because I thought it was high-handed yeah. said your child is coming to school without their PE socks they had to go to lost property can you make sure it doesn't happen again it was said in a more blunt way than mm. that and it was a text out of nowhere and I was flipping cross about it but actually underneath it when I calmed down it's my fault I was cross with myself uh, Ian you totally missed the point in that many parents involved believe they were following the rules and the school dealt with the confusion heavy-handed and that's interesting I'm going to go back and, and we're going to de deconstruct this text sorry I'll be with you in a second Ian Lee, you totally missed the point in that many parents involved believed they were. They, you've highlighted the, the word were. I'm highlighting the word believed. Many parents but missed the point. You missed the point uh, in that many parents involved believed they were following the rules. Yeah, they believed they were, but they weren't. They weren't. And to phone up and, and um, to say, well, this, it's, we, we all bought our skirts from, this, from the official school shop. Did you buy yours from there? No, we got it from Marks and Spencer's. Well, okay, well, let me. You, you, you then can't argue on behalf of the, the, the shop. And the shop only had 13 or 14 complaints so far. That may go up. Do you have a quick word with Sarah? On yes, I do want to have a quick word yeah. with Sarah. Morning, Sarah. 
Morning, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, thank you very much. I've got a nice cup of coffee. What have you got for us? <laughs> Good for you. I God, that. You need to go after that call. Didn't I just? Yeah, go um, on. <laughs> um, I, basically, what you just said, there is a big difference between believe and knowing. Yeah. Um, I think you and I are of similar ages, and if I remember at school, there was an, you know, a couple of occasions where me and my brother tried to flaunt, you know, flounce the school rules, um, pet letter got sent home to the parents and do you know what parents actually had a go at us and not at school. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- um, I remember when I got um I got the slipper when I was yeah. this is how old I am I was 10 years old I got the slipper and I was devastated and I went yeah. home to my mum and dad and my mum was really upset and yeah. um she said right we're going to sort this out and my dad phoned up the school and phoned and spoke to the teacher who had given me the slipper I don't, I, I, and he came back and he said right I've just spoken to Mr. Smith. Mm-hmm. Did you do this, this, and this? I went, yeah. <laughs> went, right, well, you deserved it then. Get up to your room. And exactly. I, I got told off. Yeah, yeah. You got you got into double trouble. And I think, <laughs> Joanna, you know, I mean, I've been following it on Facebook. And I think, to be honest, going back to the caller who was, you know, very upset and my heart went out to her. Yeah. She's exactly right. This could have been done a completely different way. You know, my parents, you know, made appointments or one appointment for my brother because he didn't wear a blazer. And it was, you know, it, it, it was a, a, a sit-down with the head of year and the form tutor, and it was discussed in a reasonable manner. And I think, to be honest, yeah. Ian, I, I switched off when Joanna was talking. I, I literally switched off the radio because I thought, you know what, you have just done... All these parents are complete disservice. You went to the papers, you went on Facebook. It was all this big rigmarole. At the end of the day, follow the rules. And it's indicative by the fact that parents now have to sign a a contract with the school to say that their kids will abide by the rules. My parents didn't do that. I'm sure your parents didn't either. You and the last caller have, 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 uh, have made me think about something. And maybe I'm getting a little bit above my station here, but... Um, in the last 10 years, we all expect all of our problems to be heard by as many people as we can. And we expect to shout as loud as we can because we go, I mean, fair play, I was doing it in a shop the other day on Twitter. We go on Twitter, we go on Facebook, we go to local papers, we phone up radio shows and we say, I've been wronged and I want to shout about it. And it's it's weird. Instead instead of going to the source, instead of saying, can I make an appointment to see the head or the deputy head, please? Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. There's, 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 Catherine picked out a story in the paper earlier on. A pregnant woman in the paper. She'd booked mm. a seat on a train. The seat was taken. So instead of asking the gentleman to move, she went to the Sun yeah. newspaper and complained. You know, and it's or, or going to a member of staff on the train. So instead of going to the people who might be able to help with our problem, we go on Twitter and we we create yeah. a hashtag and we go on Facebook and we start a Facebook page. Now I'm not saying yeah. that these teachers have got a, these uh, p- parents have got a right to be aggrieved. Sending their kids home, I want to find out how many kids were sent home because that's a little bit snarky in my book, um, and it's yeah. it, it, it's inappropriate. Saying that, I was sent home at 13 at school, you know. So, oh, I don't know. But, it, but Ian, at the end of the day, if these kids left school property, yeah. if the school had called the parents and said, we're going to have to send your kid home, most kids have a mobile. Why didn't the parent phone the kid and say, I, stay in school? If I've got this right, I don't think... I, I, again, another example of this great school, I think I've got this right, they don't allow mobiles in the school. I think... I think I heard that on another radio show last week. So well done again, the headmistress. And I genuinely, I mean it. I, I would be, I would be more than happy to put, entrust my kids with her because she sounds like she, she's passionate 
about yeah. getting the best for the kids. Exactly. I mean, you know, we used to have to kneel on the floor to make sure that our skirts were <laughs> of, of a... Of a length. <laughs> Did and you really? A leopard got sent. Yeah. See, that's a, b- sent that's home. a bit. That's a bit weird. <laughs> oh, it was a Catholic school. What oh, well, there you go. You see, uh, yes. yeah, well, you got slightly in that case. Um, but, you t- know, you would get you would get in trouble with your pet. You know, with your parents. I think there has to be a united front in front of the kids, which is. Any aggrievement that you have about the school, you take it to the school. You don't put it on social media. You don't go to the papers because, as I think it was Anne who was the woman who was very upset, the kids then hold the power. Mm. At the end of the day, the kids go to school to learn, to learn respect, to learn respect for themselves, to learn respect for adults. And if, you know, all this, you know, whatever this is, explosion of, Emotion and my child was upset. You know, children get upset. It was so, the story. Life. The story was sold to us that it was a problem with the the, the uh, uh, official school supplier and that a like, hundred people had returned. Well, it, it, it's not because she was as Joanna said she got us from Marks and Spencers. So the problem is, yeah. parents parents cocked up and they're embarrassed and that's fine. Exactly. That's fine. Yeah. Accept it and deal with it and stop um, you know embarrassing your kids. Uh, sorry, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. I've got to move on. 03459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can text 81333, start your text 3CR, uh, or you can um, uh, <laughs> you can tweet. Let's, come, let's play nice, guys. Come on. Let's, 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 let's play nice. Yeah, there's no need to get personal or childish about snarky. it. That's already been done. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't like to necessarily... I'm not... Um, well, I'm not Joanna. I'm getting personal there. Was a cheap, cheap shot. Cheap shot. Cheap shot, next. Um, but, you know, there's no need to get personal. She almost did. She, she, well, she mocked, did an impression of you. She mocked my stammer. I have a little bit of a stammer. When I'm thinking, it's not like a proper stammer. Is it a stammer or stutter in this country? One's American, one's English. I'm going to say stammer. It's not a stammer, but sometimes when I'm thinking and I'm trying, to, I'm thinking of three things at once and I'm thinking what my question's going to be, I, 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 do a, 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 I do a little stammer. Uh, she mocked that. She, she almost took the mickey did, out of the programme generally. She almost did a... Yeah. Didn't she? Yeah. I think she did. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter. Uh, just go and buy a new skirt. Be fine. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, I'm going to lighten the mood. I'm going to lighten the mood in a minute. Uh, we'll do. I tell you what we'll do is travel there because we're going to go to travel first. We'll go to travel early, do the news, and then we're just going to we're going to pull a greatest hit out of the bag, shall we? And um, do something for the loyal listeners who've had to sit through. Uh, all of this, all of this fighting Before today. Before we cross to Calais and the migrant camps. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues approaching Junction 20 for Kings Langley because of a car fire earlier on the exit slip road. On the M1 southbound, it's slow from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 7 Pamel Hempstead. And the A1 southbound is also very busy from the Holiday Inn towards the Broadway at Mill Hill Circus. Also in Watford, it's looking busy on the speed sensors at Exchange Road at the junction for Beach and Grove. And the A1 southbound is slow approaching the Black Cat roundabout from the St. Louis Junction. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. A greatest hit coming out of the bag, a blast from the past, a golden mouldy. Before that, 8.15, bang on, it's uh, Tuesday the 8th of September, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Labour is pressing ministers to publish the legal advice for the decision to order an RAF drone strike in Syria, in which two British jihadis were killed last month. MPs will hold an emergency debate today on the refugee crisis, and the headteacher at Tring School has defended its uniform policy after girls were sent home because their skirts were too short. We've had a brilliant summer of cricket. That's Edson Corf, it's all over. But once again, we're all 
also celebrating our unsung sporting heroes. He has such passion for sport. I'm extremely proud of what we've achieved here. Who will you nominate? We're looking for someone who inspires people to get involved in sport across beds, hearts and bucks. He's funny. He's, he's never strict with you. So you don't feel pressured. To make your nominations, go to bbc.co.uk slash unsunghero and download an entry form. The closing date is Thursday 22nd of October with our 2015 Unsung Hero announced at the BBC Sports Personality of the Year in December. She cares about everyone else more than she does about herself. Get inspired. Get nominating. I'm not sure how legit this version is, but it cost me 79 pence, OK? There's a voice keeps on <laughs> It'll do. Down the road, that's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I'll make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down. Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on. Down this road that never seems to end. When you adventure, lies just around the bend. So if you want to join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel right back Lobo style. Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down. Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home. So if you want to join me for a while, just grab your hat, come travel right back Lobo style. Maybe tomorrow. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. Maybe tomorrow, I want to settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. There's a world that's waiting to unfold A brand new tale no one has ever told We've journeyed far, but you know it won't be long We're almost there, we paid our fare with our hobo song Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on The best email ever about three. That's not official Disney merchandise, by the way, while I've just played. That is unofficial Disney merchandise. Um, Kevin, this is the best email ever. And then we'll move on to the next story. Um, oh, no, not that one. That's not from Kevin, because Kevin... Uh, Paul says, If you love the Tring School so much... You should give us all a rest and go and be a school teacher there. <laughs> that Actually, that, it's quite I would love show, to. Yeah. Paul, do you know what? I'd, the way the way things are going here at the moment, I would love to. I don't think I'd meet their standards. I don't think I'd meet their standards. They've obviously got excellent high standards, and I just don't think I'd be able to meet them. But thank you. It's certainly worth... I did look at being a primary school teacher about seven or eight years ago when it was all going a little bit quiet and I thought, you know, do you know what, I don't, I'm getting no satisfaction from this, this nonsense, arguing with idiots on the radio. 
I'm going to go and do something worthwhile. And because I was a bloke, they, the, the, the head teacher almost literally embraced me. I, I went to a, 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 like an evening where they were looking for teachers, and I, I phoned up a primary school and said, look, I'm thinking of becoming a primary. And the guy said, yeah, come in, man, come in. And I spent the day doing it, and uh, I had to um, get like five days' experience before signing up for the, the teaching course. And then... Found out we were having a kid, and I got offered a really well-paid job, and I thought, today is not the day to make a career change. But one day, one day, Paul, it would be an honour to. Thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. Now, a wave of goodwill towards refugees camping in Calais, Turkey, and outlying areas of Syria has led to appeal after appeal for donations here in the three counties. While the wrangling over how to deal with the situation continues in Westminster, small charities and private individuals have been loading up lorries and heading across the channel. But the word coming from some of those coordinating aid efforts in Calais is that they might be doing more harm than good. Well, Maya Conforti is the woman in charge of coordinating uh, aid distribution once it gets to the jungle, as it's called. Um, but people apparently aren't respecting the system. Uh, morning, Mayor. What's, what's happening? Well, we've had a massive, massive arrival of, uh, of goods coming uh, from the UK and even Belgium and a little bit from Holland. And uh, first, we haven't had the room to uh, store all this. And people have, and also some people have done some distribution by themselves without knowing, you know, how the jungle works. It's not, you know, it's not quite a normal place. And so we've had, uh, you know, distributions that uh, had went badly. And mostly, uh, you know, if you put in your lorry or in your van things that the refugees don't need, like high heels, uh, no, uh, they've not been bringing. Have they been bring, well, Have they actually been bringing high heels? Yes, Gosh. we have seen. There are high heels laying around the ground in the wow. jungle. So people just uh, don't, you know, everything needs to be sorted out in an extremely precise way in order to do a distribution. And you need experienced people on the ground to do distribution. I guess, um, you know, high heels and all of those things. It, it, people's heart is in the right place. Yes, but it needs absolutely. a little bit more. You need a little bit more than just heart, don't you, to yes, make this yes. uh, make this work and effective. Yes. Yes, definitely. People, people's hearts are in the right place. We are incredibly grateful. However, we are, you know, asking everybody to hold off uh, bringing more things because, you know, we did not expect uh, this tidal wave of goodness, and so we need uh, to uh, to deal with it. We've had to get new storage places, and the storage places are already full. So, you know, we are full to the brim, and we're asking that people stop bringing things. Uh, as much as they can, just keep them in storage in England until uh, they can be brought here, because they will be used. Have you? Uh, has there been an increase in um, people offering stuff and help since uh, the, the picture of uh, Aylan Kurdi appeared on the yeah, front pages? I mean, is that is, what turned it, it, do you think? Actually, it, it has probably increased things, but it actually started a good week before this picture appeared in the news. Okay. And uh, when it started appearing, it was from people who were not happy with the politics of David Cameron and said, we need to do something to show we don't like what he's doing with the refugees. Um, so what would you, you're, you're there, you're on the ground. How many people are you, uh, are you working with in, t- in numbers of refugees? How many refugees are 3, you, are you in contact? How many, sorry? 3,500. Flipping neck. And who's it? it this, this question may make no sense, so excuse its naivety. Who's in charge? Nobody. 
wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a it's a place where there's no central administration and no central organization. There's the Jules Ferry Center, which is government-run, but it's only a day center. The jungle itself has nobody in charge, just a bunch of people who help, and basically three small uh, NGOs, local NGOs, who help there. But there's nobody who's boss. I, and also, I've in kind of reading up on what we were talking about today, um, that, that I've heard, uh, and you can tell me if this is right or wrong, that, that people are bringing stuff, and it's kind of, um, I don't want to sound harsh, kind of a survival of the fittest. So some of the pushier refugees, and I don't mean that to sound like an insult, are more able to get the stuff that's being given than perhaps some of the quieter, shyer refugees. Is that right? Well, I mean, you know, you're going to get that in any kind yeah. of crowd. You take a bunch of British people, they will do exactly the oh, same Oh, yeah, human thing, nature. You know? Yeah, of course. So, so it is definitely human nature, not linked to these people being refugees yeah. or not being well behaved. But, you know, this is why we want to distribute the things ourselves or, you know, with the people who bring the things, but with some some direction because we know how to handle the crowds we know how to handle the lines we know how to make sure people don't cheat uh and so forth today at noon we're starting a distribution of 2,000 pairs of shoes and this is going to be very well organized uh listen you're on the ground and it's uh you know we're in a very privileged position to speak to somebody who and i saw you on telly all over the weekend to speak to somebody who's there and uh dealing with this your suggest people are listening to this and they think right i want to help and they're about to load up their cars full of you know sleeping bags and stuff like that what would you say to them what do they need to do i'm telling them don't come right now it's too we we're, we're too uh, inundated with things please don't come now Come maybe in a couple of months when the winter will have settled in and, you know, it will rain a lot. That's when we will need you more or we'll need more things. And please, you know, if you want to help, help in your area. See if there's uh, asylum seekers in your area. Help those people. They need integration in your country. And there's much to do around your area. Kelly is not the only place in the world where there's refugees. Um, and D- David Cameron's announcement, 20,000 refugees spread out over five years. Uh, well, I mean, it's a drop in the bucket. So we'll, we, will take, uh, we will take the crumbs, just like the crumbs that uh, Francois Hollande is giving us. It's not much better. It's 24 in two years. So we will take the crumbs, but it's far from enough, and we'll keep on pushing for more. Uh, welcome of refugees. Uh, Mark and Forty, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased we got to speak to you today. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. Thank you. There we go. What a difference in... Uh, I really appreciate that. You know, she's there and she's dealing with it. Isn't it interesting saying, yeah, no more stuff now, please. Just, just let us get through what we've got here. What a difference. <laughs> in the last 30 minutes, we've really had the two extremes of uh, human nature, haven't we? Right. Couple of things. Uh, you can call in to talk about Tring School. If you're involved by in it, if your kid it goes to that school, if your kid was sent home, if your kid wasn't sent home, you can talk to me. Just please, you know, don't mock someone having a stammer when they're trying to think. Don't shit. We can have a conversation about it. We can do that. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Cards on the tail uh, on the table. Cards on the tail. Um, I was trying to say nail my colours to the mast at the same time. Uh, Kind of agree with the head teacher. If she sent kids home without notifying the parents, that's a different issue. We're trying to find out how many kids were sent home. Indeed, if the parents weren't notified. Um, but I, I'm on the side of the school. You break the rules, well, 
that's you know, and then particularly if it's something like dress, well, that's the parents' fault. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. And also, if you can put forward, we were talking about this earlier, and then we kind of went off on a, a, a short skirt. Um, uh, track. If you can put forward an intelligent argument as to why we shouldn't take refugees that doesn't involve um, we're full, we should look after our own first, we don't want them over here. If it doesn't involve those arguments, come forward, come forth and speak, because I want to hear your argument as to why we shouldn't have refugees. Not migrants. It's different from migrants. Refugees. Um, people fleeing persecution and war, asylum seekers, different from migrants. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Can I put out a little plea? Yeah. Can people stop ringing up and trying to leave messages because um, <laughs> it's a it's a phone in program. So by all means, if you want to send us a text, that's fine. But really, it's a conversation we're having um, yeah. rather than um, like a pen pal thing. Kath won't pass any messages on that you leave with her. So that's not me being rude. It's just me trying to organise a radio program. Yeah, it's not an answer phone show. It's a phone in show. If you've got if you've got something you want to say. If up, you know, phone up your mate and tell him. Leave a voicemail there. I mean, you're really welcome. But, you know, thank you. Thank you, Catherine. 03459 555. Oh, no, hang on. It's this button. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There is still long delays on the M25 anti-clockwise from junction, uh, approaching Junction 20 for Kings Langley after the exit slip road got partially blocked by a vehicle fire earlier. On the anti-clockwise M25 as well between Junction 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M, it's looking very slow and it's busy on the M1 southbound from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 7 for Hemel Hempstead. On the A1 approaching the Black Cat roundabout, it's slow southbound from the St Neots Junction and looking at the speed sensors through Dunstable, the high street's looking very slow in both directions. That's both the High Street North and High Street South and looking quite slow on the approach on Church Street as well. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Labour is pressing ministers to publish the legal advice for the decision to order an RAF drone strike in Syria in which two British jihadis were killed last month. MPs will hold an emergency debate today on the migrant crisis. The leader of Buckinghamshire County Council says councils will need extra funding to deal with Syrian refugees. The head teacher at Tring School has defended its uniform policy after girls were sent home because their skirts were too short. And Harvardshire singer Sam Smith has confirmed he will sing the theme for the new James Bond film. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Andy Murray has suffered his earliest Grand Slam exit for five years, losing his fourth round tie at the US Open in four sets against South Africa's 15th seed, Kevin Anderson. Obviously managed to get the third set and then the beginning of the fourth set, obviously when you, you win a you know, set like that. Obviously, the beginning of the, the next set is, is very important. I had an opportunity in his first service game. Didn't manage to get it, and then um, he served very well after that. Victory for the Republic of Ireland, a draw for Northern Ireland and defeat for Scotland in last night's European Championship qualifiers. The Republic stay in contention for a playoff place after beating Georgia 1-0. Northern Ireland scored a stoppage time equaliser to draw one all at home to Hungary. Two points from their final two games will seal qualification and Scotland lost 3-2 at home to Germany. Scotland need to take at least four points from their last two games to have any chance of a playoff place. Tonight England, who have already qualified, host Switzerland at Wembley. His manager Roy Hodgson. It's a match at Wembley. It's a match against a, uh, an opponent 
that was very highly rated after the World Cup. They were the top seeds in our group in actual fact. And, you know, we would really like to beat them. We'd like to beat them for every every conceivable reason. And um, most of our preparation during the time we've been together has been with this match in mind. The Wales fullback Lee Halfpenny is out of the Rugby World Cup after rupturing knee ligaments during Saturday's win over Italy. England's cricketers face Australia in the third one-day international at Old Trafford later today. And in Speedway's Premier League, Rye House lost 52-41 at home to Peterborough last night, despite 17 points from Edward Kennett. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Never did too well at school, but I learned all I need to know. Park out to change a tyre and clean myself from head to toe. But some knowledge has eluded me and one puzzle still remains. What on earth is the mystery of Abbas Langley Fire Brigade? Did all the helmets go missing one day or did a dog get stuck up a tree? Did a ghost one night go down their pole? Pray tell because it's torturing me. Tell us the secret, let the cat out of bag because the puzzle still remains. What on earth is the mystery of Abbas Langley Fire? Abbas Langley Fire, Abbas Langley Fire Brigade. What text? We had a text earlier on from Marcia in Bedford Morning, by the way. Um, who says we were wrong Morning, she's telling us both off to mention 12 year old boys this is talking about the school uniform row uh, we, were, we were wrong to mention 12 year old boys Catherine what? talking about girls showing off what? isn't that the excuse given by bullies who force women to cover up stick to the point it's about uniform and school rules sorry well <laughs> no we were trying to work out why, why the short skirt thing is such an issue trust me I was a 12 year old boy Towards the end of being 12, I'm, I'm struggling to remember through the mist of time. 12, 13, definitely. You know, I could barely stand up. Seriously, I was, I was constantly, you know, because I, you, you, there's hormones. 12-year-old boys find 12-year-old... No, 12-year-old boys find 14, 15-year-old girls very, very sexually attractive. Fact. It's a shame because 14, 15-year-old girls can't see 12-year-old boys. <laughs> They're not interested in the slightest. And the thing not is... Not interested in the slightest. I'm not suggesting that we cover up to um, save anybody else having to control themselves. We're not got, taking it that far. But what oh. I'm saying is that it is, you know, the human condition at teenage to want to show off and peacock a little bit and um to do what peacock i okay i because uh, why else i mean we used to modify our ties and put them skinny ways out what for uh, we're talking about that this is the school skirts and boy boy if you miss joanna you don't want to listen to the podcast uh, we're also talking about um uh, can, can you give me a good intelligent intellectual argument as to why we shouldn't accept refugees okay big ron's got one on the text <laughs> refugees have we got enough burkas Mosques, Hilal knives to allow them to blend in seamlessly. Calls himself Big Ron. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Overcompensating, right? I suggest. I don't know what that means. Oh, God. I'm going to the House of Lords today. Gosh. Yeah. Take, take your bell. Do you need anything? <laughs> yeah. Some um, cheap booze. <laughs> see, what, I'll see what I can get. Um, Chris is on the line. Morning, Chris. Morning, Ian. Very entertaining this morning, I have to say. Well, you sound surprised. Isn't it always? No, not like this. This is like fire and brimstone, my love. Fire and indeed brimstone, my love. Right. Three things. Yep. First one, embarrassment at school. Yes. When I was just in my development years, about 13, 14, 
I didn't take my PE kit to school. Oh. I was made to run around the school pitch in my bra, knickers and the full... I used to wear a full petticoat underneath. At the age of 14? Yep, right. And it was the last lesson of the day. And I had... I had to run through the tunnel into the girls' changing rooms because oh, everyone coming out of class. No. So that's what embarrassment is. So Was it a male teacher? No, a female teacher. Is it a female teacher? Blimey. Oh. Yep. Right. Yep. Secondly, I think yep. you should ask Steve if he'd like to go work at a refugee camp this is Steve who was on earlier and he calls up from time to time. And do you know what? Sometimes I, I enjoy his badinage and sometimes I, he prompts good conversation. But actually, I'm just tired of his, his really horrible... It's just snarky. Snarky's yeah, my new word. Snarky rhetoric. He won't. He won't. What's it? What, 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 what? The thing is, when you get into the personal feel of it with people... Your opinion can change it. It won't. It, it won't. He's, he's got his... Listen, he's, he's made his mind up, and that's all well and good, and I wouldn't, want to change, I wouldn't necessarily want to change his mind. I just... But it's just there's a really nasty tone sometimes, and I don't want that anymore on my show. We, we, do, have, we do have some hem- empty properties in Luton where people have gone off to Syria, and maybe some of these... Hey, there we go. We could do, we could do uh, an exchange. Yeah, I'll be yeah. up for that. Now, that make, right. now, actually, that makes sense. If you want to go over there and fight, that's fine. But can yeah. you leave your keys and can you um, send a family of four back to replace? I'll be up for that. That makes great that's sense. Really good. Hands up who doesn't want to stay. Yeah, we go. go. I'm thinking that the people that are coming from Syria can... Stelios! Stelios, get a plane ready! People. I'm quoting John Gaunt now. Of course. Yeah, open yes. the eyes of these people that are yes. enough to think it's brilliant out there yeah. and let them know why they're coming here and, and how dismal it can be out there for them. OK, Chris, thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Sarah Milton Keynes. Morning, Sarah. Good morning. Morning. What have you got for us? Well, I'd just like to echo what Chris said, actually. It has been extremely entertaining this morning <laughs> and has do you know what? driven me to call the show today, which you I had don't a, normally You had do. a tone, and I sat back in my chair and assumed the defensive position because I thought she's going to have a go at me. You've got, you've got a tone <laughs> that sounds like you're going to tell me off for something. Are you? No, actually, no. I'm in full <gasps> agreement with you hey! today. OK, go on then. Which doesn't happen every day, if I'm honest. Good, good. Um, it would be boring if it did. No, absolutely. Quite like a little bit of debate. Um, so I'm just calling because Joanna infuriated me. This, this is the morning, mum whose um, who's, who's, uh, kid um, had uh, a school, the school the, the skirt that she took to school was too short. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and it was more of the attitude of it actually. You know, we send our kids to school um, to be, you know, and we trust these teachers with our kids and their education, and they are figures of authority. And as parents, it is our responsibility to back those teachers. I've got a daughter who's 14, nearly 15 years old. And of course, I took her out over the holidays and bought her school uniform, made sure the skirt was the appropriate length, etc, etc. So if I'd had a call from the school or a letter to say my daughter had been sent home because her skirt was inappropriate length, I would have made the assumption that my daughter had rolled her skirt up because that's what teenagers do. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm like every other parent. I think the sun shines out of my daughter's backside because she is the most amazing thing on the planet. No, However, she's not. My boys are the most amazing <laughs> thing on the planet. OK, sub-15, OK? Exactly. Go on, then. Yeah, go on. Thank you. <laughs> um, but teenagers do that. Teenagers will hide things and they will lie to their parents. Not because they're bad people, but because that's what teenagers do. Yeah. And girls roll their skirts up because they want to fit in and because they want the boys to find them attractive. Obviously, that's not the reason that they're at school and that's not what 
we want them to grow up to be. Now, I work for quite a large corporate organisation, and although I don't have a uniform to wear, there is still a dress code to adhere to. And if I came in with a short skirt on... I'd probably be sent home from work as well for wearing something that's inappropriate. That's one of the teaching your children about being brought up in the real world and having respect for authority that, and actually respect for themselves. That's one of the byproducts <clears throat> of the school uniform that I only that only dawned on me later on in life is that it does teach you to dress appropriately and it does teach you to respect your surroundings. And you're right when you go to work. You, you, you know, you, I mean, you, you can't dress in a... There are rules that may not be written or may not be spoken, but there are rules as to what you can and you can't wear. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, her... I mean, I heard, overheard her say the second time she called in that she had to hang up the first time because um, she was getting her kids ready for school. So not only has she undermined the teacher's authority, she's come onto a, you know, a, a local radio station for a story that's probably being heard nationally now mm. and is bad-mouthing people. And that's the example that she's setting for her children. Yeah. And we're trying to teach them to be good adults, to function properly in society, and I'm just not sure how Speaking, any of that... Sarah, listen, I've got to move on. Speaking of good adults functioning well in society, as I said, I'm going to the House of Lords later on today, where they're all good adults who function properly and within the uh, confines of the law. Um. <laughs> I get like, I go there and I can get like, I get, where, where do I go? Hello? Uh, next, I, uh, how do I claim my £350 just I for rocking up? You've got to be there for a while. They have some sort of clocking in mechanism. I'm going to be there, there for two hours and I want my £350. I think you need a cape for it. I'm dead. I've got ermine. I just need to kill it. I'm dead excited. I'm, I'm genuinely excited about going to the House of Lords. You've got your poop, smart trousers on. Got my smart trousers, got a but shirt and my jacket. I've just got a T-shirt on now. Oh, I was going to say, They're in yeah. the car, mm, okay. ironed, ready to go. I've got a tie in my pocket. Oh, no, I'm not. I think I left the tie at home. Oh. I just realised. Oh. oh, well. Oh, well. What's Blackburn doing here? Come on, he's all, Blackburn's always here. He What's loves this? it here, doesn't he? Just, I mean... Gets him out of the house. <laughs> Should we go to... I'm, I'm, Do you want I'm, some Texas? Let me quickly take loads. Dillis. Let me take Dillis, then we'll do some Texas. I'm keen to see what Dillis has to say. Good morning, Dillis. Good morning, Ian. What have you got for us, Dillis? What have I got? I've got, uh, I've got the Bible. Why and have I've, you got the Bible? I've got Matthew uh, 25. Okay. And it's uh, a long piece, which I learned just bits out of it. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, he yeah. will sit on his throne and he will put the sheep on his right and yeah. the goats on his left. And he will say to the ones on his... Is this to do with the school skirts? Pardon? Is this to do with the school skirts? No, this is to do with the uh, immigrants. The refugees. Uh, Yeah, OK. Well, let's... I mean, uh, let's not read... We don't need to read the Bible. It's like reading poetry on the radio. It's it's not particularly... No, I'm I'm not reading... I'm I'm just taking bits out of it, that's all. Well, just give us... you don't need to read it. Just give us the essence. What's it saying in the Bible? Be 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 awesome to everyone. It it says that the people on his right, the sheep, yeah. and, and the, the goats. The left, the goats. The people on the right come into his kingdom because right. they welcomed him, visited him in prison, gave him food when he was hungry. I have trouble. I have trouble. And I've read bits that I used to go to Sunday school and everything. I right. have trouble. I have trouble understanding. Just, just tell me in your own words what it is. What you're trying to tell me is the, Jesus saying we should have Syrians over here or not? If they are in need, yes. Yeah. So the Syrian ref- Jesus is saying, and this is, if if we welcome the refugees and look after them, yeah, 
And Jesus um, said that. Jesus said that. That is Dillis. Well, there you go. You don't get it from much higher authority than that. I mean, you could go to his dad, but Dillis, thank you very much. But you go to his dad, his dad's busy, his son said, hey... So the Syrians, for him, the they? Syrians goats or sheep? I'm confused. Anyway, I did, you know, it's, it's it's heart was in the right place. The heart was in the right place. I just, you know, I just, I just, I, I think this is one of the problems is bringing religion into it. Taxes. Yes. Right. I'm just going to scan through the ones that you know a bit. Um... <laughs> uh... Dave says, "Warning: This show is not uh, for vegetarians. It contains more beef than a butcher's shop." <laughs> He's not wrong does. today. Okay. You've been quiet, Kelly. She's Sorry, let me, let me. I've, I've put that in the past tense. Let me correct that. You're still quiet, Kelly. Hi. Now you're not. Okay. Busy, isn't it? <laughs> um, now, when I was at school, says Vanessa in Bedford. Typing up her CV. Yes. Up until 1972, problems with the length of skirts. So it's no different now. No, it's true. It's no different now, is it, Vanessa? Um, Dave Luton says, can you please get this? Can you write this down, Ian? Yeah, I'm going to write it down. <clears throat> yeah, Dave says. eBay oh, item number. God. Oh, right. I, oh, yeah. What? 291. 291. 189. Hang on a minute. Let's, if we're going to do it, we let's can find out what he's bought. eBay.co.uk. Hang on a second. So, um, I think this is meant for someone else, Dave Luton. But... What's the eBay number? Okay. 291. Don't say it out on the radio because I, I don't want everyone to go and buy it. Yeah. 291. 189. <laughs> 189. Yeah. 441. 441. 441. Okay. Well, no. Oh, hang on a minute. I've seen what is it is. Is it some light pony shit being taken? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair play. Fair play. Yeah, all right. It's um, He sent me the link for a uh, Tuscani HDM354S USB silent, quiet, anti-noise, no-click mouse. Can he get three? Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are still delays on the M25 anti-clockwise approaching Junction 20 for Kings Langley because of a car fire on the exit slip road earlier, so there's still a lane closed there too. Also, anti-clockwise on the M25, it's busy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And southbound on the M1, it's busy from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And looking at the speed sensors, it's slow coming into Luton on New Bedford Road. It's busy in both directions there between the A6 and the uh, South Beds Golf Club, it's looking like. And also so on the high streets in Dunstable, it's looking slow in both directions. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Hey, it's nearly the end of the show, flipping it. 8.46, Tuesday the 8th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Labour is pressing ministers to publish the legal advice for the decision to order an RAF drone strike in Syria in which two British jihadis were killed last month. MPs will hold an emergency debate today on the migrant crisis and the head teacher at Tring School has defended its uniform policy after girls were sent home because their skirts were too short. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. There is a bit of cloud around this morning and this cloud in some parts thick enough to maybe produce a spot of rain but probably only over higher ground. You're not going to feel it down below so uh, it's not all bad news and this cloud hopefully will start to thin and break as we head through the day. So some sunny spells expected or some bright spells. Temperature up to 17 Celsius perhaps a touch warmer if the sun comes out for long enough. Now overnight the cloud moves back in. It's coming in from the North Sea actually so from the coast it works its way towards us and another cloudy night. One or two clear spells though. Minimum temperature 10 Celsius 
Celsius, so staying double figures. For tomorrow, we pick up a southeasterly breeze, a freshening one at that, and the air's coming from the continent. So it's slightly drier and slightly warmer. We will notice the difference tomorrow, so we'll see a bit more sunshine and a maximum temperature of 19 Celsius. And that's your forecast. So drone, drone, just one, one in, this drone strike thing, and I know it's a little bit heavy, so we're not going to dwell on it, but it's interesting, OK? And it's, it, it's, it should certainly get us all thinking about preemptive strikes and what does self-defence mean and uh, the use of drones uh, and the fact that one of the gentlemen, Rayard Khan, was reported as being killed in July. You seen that? Yeah. So Rayard Khan, one of the gentlemen that was uh, supposedly killed in August by the drone strikes, as uh, announced by... Uh, I keep going to say Tony Blair. I wonder why. Uh, David Cameron... Uh, in, I've just clicked on a Telegraph news story from July and Rayard Khan was reported as dead then. There's also a picture of him with Ed Balls. I don't but think we should is, read too much into that. Who's the source? Is it is it is it ISIL giving us the names of people who've passed away? Because, you know, they don't always tell the truth. What? What are you saying? Well, you know. You don't trust those ISIL guys? Not, not massively, no. Um, Alan's in Letchworth. Morning, Alan. Morning, Ian. How are you? Do you know what, boss? Um, um, I've got really, I've got a really long day. I'm so tired. Yesterday, I went straight from work to Legoland, right? And it sounded like a fun day. It ain't fun. It's hard work. And then you've got the politics. As if I was the only adult with two kids, okay? And so the bigger kid wanted to go on some of the bigger rides, and the younger kid didn't. And it was constantly trying to broker deals and reach agreements. Who, who, who the, Ian, Ian, who was the bigger kid? You, <laughs> or the kids? It weren't me. <laughs> I, I flipping hate any, anything, any of those rides, even the most gentle of rides I, it does nothing for me at all oh hello come in well, well i'd have to be the bigger kid to test it out first there you go well you can take my kids next time what you got for us alan listen uh, two things drone strikes i think they uh, with drone strikes i think it's picked up by uh mobile phone telecommunications. is that how they do it i don't i don't know I idea so. how yeah, it works yeah. i think so i'm not too sure anyway but fair play they've gone they've got white scum off the earth but second thing uh yep. le- um refugees yes my sister is going to take two Syrian kids. Um, she's going to um, foster them to um, give them another chance in life, which I think is really respectful. And I think the kids and families should be first, rather than all the thugs that are at Calais. That is my policy. Um, isn't that... Well, that's really interesting. Why is your sister... I'm going to follow two different avenues, if you don't mind, Alan. Why, is, why has your uh, sister decided to do that? Uh, my sister, well... Uh, cut a long story store, our mum dumped us and we was adopted and she wants to give two other kids another chance and um, she was already in the adoption uh, uh, process anyway and she's thinking about taking two Syrian kids on brother and sister or you know two brothers two sisters whatever <clears throat> and um, fair play to her, I don't, I don't see why not you know what I mean, I'll be there to help her as well Well that's, that's, that's very noble of her oh, I'm assuming orphans Yes, yes, orphans, yeah, yeah. Or, because yeah, that's, yeah. that then takes us back to the other... That, that, and, that, and that is brilliant. Well done. I, you know, I, I, could, I don't think I could do something like that. It's certainly not in my mindset at the moment, and that is a brilliant thing yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. But then just go back to, to the thing you said about that um, we should, we should prioritise the kids and, and not the thugs at Calais. To, 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 if we were just to bring kids over, that would mean splitting up families, wouldn't it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying orphan kids, obviously. You know, they, it's orphan kids. You know, kids have been orphans. But then, if I if I were in a war torn country, yeah, and I, I'm just I'm not, I'm not in any way having a go. I'm just knowing that we can explore this 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 conversation. If I was okay. in a war torn country, right, yeah. and I knew that there was a country that, that oh they're taking orphan kids, yeah, I would and, and my my boys' lives were at risk. I would put them up as orphans. 
I would put them up as orphans yeah. on the chance that they might get a better life and they might not be killed. And that would be the yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. So do you see what I mean? It would be really hard to yeah, vet yeah. it and it might um, separate families. Yeah, well, well, yeah, I suppose so. Of course, that person's going to come to it. But I'd like to see some of these people who moan and moan about, oh, we shouldn't yeah. take them in. I mean, well, these people who moan, stick them in a dinghy, put their kids or just uh, see if they can cross the Atlantic and see how scared they are. Because, you know... I put my hand up to these people who put, got into some of these boats and took their kids away and crossed the Atlantic. Because you know the sea's a horrible place to be in, and especially in the middle of it. You know what I mean? See, so, the sea, the sea know, is it, flipping it, it, massive. That, listen, Alan, stay there. Scott's in Biggleswade. Morning, Scott. Yeah, morning. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. What about what Alan's sister's doing? That's pretty amazing, isn't well, it? What pretty, pretty special woman. As you were just talking about the kids, I mean, that's it. Everyone seems to be thinking about their their women and their children. But what about our kids' kids? What's going to happen in five, ten years' time? Twenty years' time? They've got a procreate attitude. They come over here and they'll have kid after kid after kid. If you look at places well, well, like well, London, that's life, mate, isn't it? That's life. You know what I mean? We're talking about now. We're not talking about five years, ten years, or fifteen years, well, or twenty years. Well, what is no one bothered about our children? It's all right to keep caring about refugees, mate. There's also a Facebook account that says it was up to 90-odd thousand last night saying that we don't want them. But the only year about the Facebook account that says that we do want them. You ask the people in the street who, who wants them. You ask ten people, they say no. You, know, you get one you? person that says Scott, yes, and that's the Scott, only one you put on the telly. Scott, my sister hang said on a yes, second. and I said yes, so that's two of us. Scott, have you asked ten people in the street? Everyone I seem to speak no, to because well because we, we tend we tend to congregate with people who have similar mindsets as us. As us. You just mentioned yeah, asking listen, ten people in the street. Had, have you asked? Have you a, have you asked the World War One and Two? Have you asked ten people in the street? I've asked plenty of people in the street. I've asked people at work. We always yeah. discuss it. Again, and we no tend one to, ever seems to disagree. Again, we tend to con- we de- tend to surround ourselves. Oh, Scott, we've got we've got se- Scott. Scott, we've got seven. Scott, Scott, we've got set. We've got seven minutes. Don't. There's no rush. We don't need to talk over each other. We tend to work with and surround ourselves with people that think the same thing as us. So. Uh, to say, well, all my mates agree with me, that doesn't really carry any weight in any argument, well, no, I don't think. Well, no, opinion be known in the booze as well, and everyone's welcome to join, you know. It's the most... Yeah, again, what we tend to... Again, Scott, we tend to... to um, the people we hang out with generally have similar views to us about things. So I never buy the argument... I never buy the argument, well, all my mates agree with me. Well, they, they, they're, they're likely to. Yeah, but you never hear the power of people that say no. You don't yes. watch, like, news or anything, or, like, Sunday morning live on... We've heard all week everybody saying no. We've heard all week everybody saying no. You know what I mean? Give these kids a chance. You know, for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's what I, I think about we've the matter. Oh, out long enough. We've all, but so Britain good? wants to give the world a big cuddle. But with cuddling so many people, our arms can't touch each other anymore. Listen, at the end of the day, right, we're all, listen, at the end of the day, we're all born in this world, and we all, we're all born the same way, and we all die. We're all put on this earth, all right? So we should, we should give people a chance, all right? What's going on in Syria with ISIS is terrible. So why, why should the kids suffer? Everyone seems to be slagging this country off of being a horrible, racist place, but everyone seems mm. to want to flock it. Scott, it's a who's, who's Scott, I have, Europe, and Scott, they're doing a damn fine job. Scott, Scott, who is... <laughs> Who's been slagging off this country as a horrible racist place? Well, that's all you ever hear is I have not. I've not heard that. I've not heard. Who is? Uh, give me an example of well, where you've you heard people. Read it in the papers and that, you know, for change your papers. Of Britain. 
people are ashamed of Britain's attitude mm. towards mm. refugees and all this. You know, we've opened our doors to refugees for years. The, yeah, and no isn't that one wonderful? And we will continue to open our doors to refugees for years. Now, say yeah, in 20, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say in 34 years' time, we have a big fight over here and we all flee. We oh, all we flee have France and Europe. Just wars, there are so many religions living in this one country, they're not going to get on with each other. It's called life. <laughs> yeah, and we will all like it as life. Nice and comfortable as possible. Yeah, exactly, but but it's not. It's not. We'd love it to be as comfortable as it is, but do you know what? For some people, it ain't that comfortable, and they're watching their kids getting blown up. And I, for one... Exactly. Exactly, or drown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean with yeah. nothing around for miles and These women and children that say it's coming in. You know, most of what I'm seeing is men, young men. Maybe that's what you're looking for. Well, they rush on to and get sent to prison if he didn't. What did Cameron say? Well, He's going to get families. He's not going to take the men in. Apparently there's about four million of them displaced all over the place. Yeah, because there's, 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 there's loads of wars going on, mate. It's really horrible. Exactly, we yeah. have a proud yeah, tradition. Scott, Scott, we have a... We, well, that went well in the past. We have a proud tradition. What about those, those 10,000 Jewish kids in World War II? Exactly. That we well, took we, in? Yeah, we did, we, we what took about children. them? We took the children. Yeah, so you're, you, yeah. You're, you're happy to take the children? Yeah, but it's another religion no, thing. It's, no, it's no, the ah, and that's... Well, hang on, Judah, are you... Listen, 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 no, Scott, listen, Scott, Scott, listen, Scott, 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 no, no, Scott. Listen, let me Scott, have my say. Scott, you've had your it's say, mate, and I'm coming back with... in. You, 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 you've had your say. Is, are you Jewish? No, I'm not Jewish. OK, so, so if it's a religion thing, you would have objected to 10,000 Jewish kids coming over in World War II. I wouldn't have objected to the children, but the thing so is... So if we had 10,000... ...attitude that goes with the religious people coming... It's just kid after kid after kid. And, our and are you talking specifically? Just I need to nail this down. Scott, I need to nail this down. You're talking specifically about Muslims, aren't you? Specifically, yeah. OK, so because so, so, uh, they used to say the same about blacks, about Indians... But they didn't. They never About ran their Catholics. religion. I was working in London no one... the other day, yes, and man. there was a Muslim protest going down the street on yep. big speakers chanting for Bangladeshi rights in the UK. Yeah. Now, if you want Bangladeshi rights, where do you think the best place would be to go? Well, not Bangladesh, mate. Do you know how they get treated in Bangladesh? Terribly. Also, so I've seen... why do they want Bangladeshi rights in the UK? Also, also Scott, Scott, the thing is as well, you know, if you go to Victoria, where I might be going to... In fact, I am going to later on. There is a square in Victoria in the middle of the road, and there'll be Christians there with plugged-in guitars and uh, amplified microphones. Don't bother me. And the Muslim people with their microphones don't bother me. You can just ignore it. Scott, listen, I've got to go. Thanks for calling in. In their country. Thank you very much indeed. We got there in the end. Ding. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Alan. Um, Let's have some of this. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are delays between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley because of a car fire earlier on the exit slip road. Also anti-clockwise, there are queues from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. And the A1 southbound is looking slow from Hardian um, past Stirling and Apex Corners towards Mill Hill Circus. In Watford as well, it's very busy on Beach and Grove at the junction for Escort Road. And on the A41 in Aylesbury, Farridge Road is looking very busy on the speed sensors between the Oxford Road roundabouts and the A413 at the Walton Street roundabout. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. 
We got the line about doing it in their own country in the end. Didn't we? We'll carry on doing this because it's interesting. But I, I, I want to take it above the um, the knee jerk and let's we, we, let's have a conversation about on, on an intellectual level about why you think. Uh, we shouldn't take any refugees. And I'm going to use the word refugees and not migrants because there's a huge difference. Hey, I enjoyed that today. Back tomorrow at six. Thank you, Just. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Catherine. Until then, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, whose side are you on in the Tring School skirt debate? The head of Tring School has defended her decision to discipline or send home over 100 girls as their skirts were too short. Sue Collings has explained to BBC Three Counties Radio that the need for skirts to cover the knees has been policy for years and parents were reminded of this clearly before the term began. However, some parents argue the official school skirt provider sells limited sizes and taller girls have been unfairly sent away from school because skirts simply cannot cover their knees. They're also angry that some girls targeted for their uniforms were left stranded in the street as their parents were either not told they'd been sanctioned or we're not at home ready to pick them up. Well, this morning I want to hear your reaction to this big local story. Whose side are you on in the Tring School skirt debate? Here's my telephone number for your call. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. So I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, government defends Syria drone strike, Bucks Council leaders refugee warning and Hertfordshire head defends skirt policy. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Defence Secretary Michael Fallon has defended an RAF drone strike in Syria which killed two British jihadis last month. The government says it had intelligence that one of the men was actively involved in planning armed attacks in the UK. Mr Fallon said there would have been an outcry if an attack had happened. Meanwhile, MPs will hold an emergency debate today on the migrant crisis and the announcement that up to 20,000 Syrian refugees will be allowed to settle in Britain over the next five years. The scheme will apply only to those living in camps in the Middle East, not to those who've already made the journey to Europe. But the leader of Buckinghamshire County Council, Martin Tett, says councils will need money to pay for it. Government must step up to the plate on this. We're looking here at very large amounts of money over an extended period of time. This is not a few million pounds on a one-off basis from the overseas aid budget. You know, this is going to be a large amount of money over many, many years to come. A court has heard how a Bedfordshire scrap metal dealer was beaten to death by two men he'd supplied cocaine to. The men deny murder. Adam Fennelly from Dunstable was found dead at Nash Park Travellers' site in Buckinghamshire in March this year. More from Gail Sanderson. Luton Crown Court heard how the 31-year-old had suffered head and facial injuries and had 159 separate injuries on his body. Giving evidence, his 28-year-old partner Jess Slade said Mr Fennelly's behaviour changed two weeks before he was killed and he started taking drugs. She gave birth to his daughter a month after he died. Addie McAllister from Bolsover in Derbyshire and 30-year-old Gemma Price from the Ridgeway in Kensworth near Dunstable both deny murder. 
The case continues. Three people were injured in a two-car collision which closed the A5 in Milton Keynes yesterday evening. The emergency services, including an air ambulance, were called just before six o'clock to the southbound carriageway between Stacey Bushes and central Milton Keynes. One 